Yo, what's good? This is Core Mega Man. Today I had the honor of sitting amongst my man, Ben Amin, Premium Pete, Combat Jack. I mean, I'm humbled and I'm honored that they decided to, um, you know, show my album to the world. And, um, you know, I don't even know what else to say, man. Thanks for having me, man. Respect my man, Combat Jack, man, for what he's doing for the culture and for the art and for journalism, period, man. And it's a lot of corny stuff. And uh, he gives you in-depth, real, vivid interviews, man. I respect that and I appreciate that. Oh, yeah. I want to say one more thing. This is for my man, Premium Pete. Valuable lessons, man. You know what I'm saying? That's your record. I hope you love it, man. If I make a remix, you'll be the first one with it. And I also want you to know one thing. We're size nine. <laughs> Internet. I want to give a shout out to Hover. Hover is the best way to buy and manage domain names. If you want to secure a registered domain name, or if you've already registered and want to transfer from one registrar to another for free, Hover will take care of the entire process for you. Also, if you already have a domain and want to be super official by having your own specialized email address, Hover has great solutions for getting your own domain email and more. And for all my loyal Combat Jack Show listeners, if you go to Hover.com, H-O-V-E-R.com, and type in the promo code POWERTHROUGH, P-O-W-E-R-T-H-R-U, you get a 10% discount on your order. Once again, go to Hover.com and punch in POWERTHROUGH for your 10% discount. Be the internet boss you've always wanted to be by going to Hover.com. Hey, yo, internet, so you are tuned into the Combat Jack Show, the CombatJackShow.com. What up, Premium Pete? What's going on, Combat? Man, you know, we moving, man. We moving, we man. We back it's, at it. It's our summer right here. What's up, DJ Benjamin? Hey. We got you in the studio today, yes, man. Yes, I'm Burr. back. Internet, you know what that means when we got DJ Benjamin in the building. That means we're going to play you some hot shit. We're going to play you some new music. We're going to get into it. But first and foremost, man, I, I, I want to make an announcement, man. I want to shout out um, my wife, Unbelievable Kim. You know, she finally opened up her bake shop, Beef Cake NY. It's on uh, Bergen and Washington Avenue. Congratulations to her. You know, it was a successful launch. Oh, it was great. And it's open right now. I also want to give a shout out to one of my longtime friends, Gwen Niles, who just opened up the Krabby Shack, mm. which is a seafood crab place on Franklin Avenue and Bergen. Like, I know these black women for most of my life. And right now they're standing up. This is up great. This is great stuff. And, 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 and taking over and having all this cooperative economics in Brooklyn. Mm. They're not being pushed out. They're not being pushed out, B. They're pushing back. I need that crab roll. You need that crab roll. But, but, but that leads me into, you know, you know I don't want to just be out here, you know. Bigging up. Bigging up my peoples. You know, I've been watching the news recently, man. And, and for some reason I've been haunted by these words very recently. I knew this before and I've just been haunted by these words, man. It's, it's nothing but negativity right now. It seems like it's negativity, you know, all over the place. I mean, you can't escape it. You turn on your computer, you look at your iPhone, you look on the news, you listen to the radio, and it's just fuckery, B. It's just fuckery. I mean, and, and, and I'm just realizing, man, like we, we out here waiting for, you know, somebody to help us. We out here waiting for the, for the justice to help us, but you know the justice ain't going to help us. 
I'm saying we out here waiting for the doctors and the hospitals to help us. But we know they're not going to help us. We're looking for the politicians and the lawyers and the whole nine to help us. Yo, I'm just realizing internets. All we got is us. Mm. All like, listen, like, just say that, B. All we got is us. Shit is fucked up right now. I don't think shit is so fucked up that there's no hope. But you got to understand it's got to start from somewhere. And what I'm really realizing and what I really wish you guys would realize also is that all we got is us. I had this interesting conversation with our good friend uh, Peter Rosenberg a couple of weeks mm. ago, particularly when our situation got a little hot. And we had an opportunity to talk. And we talked about a lot of things. We were talking about rap radio and Hot 97. I don't, I don't even get, want to get into all of that. But one of the things he said was, and he wasn't out of pocket. And he said, one of the things he said was, it's really interesting to see, you know, what the next level of black leadership is going to be. And I thought about it and I was like, yo, we, we can't, I don't think there's going to be no black, we can't look for no black leadership. Like all we got is us, yo. All we got is us, internets. There's never going to be like another Farrakhan or Malcolm X even. See, you can't never say never, well, never, but, say but, never. but I don't want to wait on that. Yeah. That what I'm realizing is it's 2014 and all we got is us. That's all, that's all I got to say. Now, I don't want to start on such a somber note. Now, I want to introduce our next guest to the Combat Jack show. He's been on the show before and we, you know, had a great episode with him about a year and a half ago. About, yeah, about that. And, you know, since then, you know, I, I've been following this man on, on Twitter, man, and, and, and he's just been dropping gems mm. online, you know. And as a matter of fact, I want to talk about how one time he really even, you know, enlightened me to certain things that I thought, you know, some preconceived, misconceived notions that, that, that he corrected. He's got an excellent, excellent, excellent album out right now. And, and into this, you know, when I, when I hear something that moves me, when I hear something that I fucks with, you know, I don't play all that bullshit. So I, I want to welcome to the studio for the second time the Combat Jack Show, Quan Mega in the building. Cheer. You'll be in the building. What's up? What's up? What's going on, sir? What's up, people? Thanks for having me again. No problem, man. Now, congratulations on this new album, Mega Philosophy. Thank you, bro. It's a good album, B. I appreciate that. It's a good album. Now, this is a joint album with you and Large Professor. Yeah, Large did all the, all the productions carried by Large, and I picked up the mic. How do you get Large Professor to sit down and dedicate himself to a full album. Patience, money. Um, cookies. I heard he likes he cookies. He likes cookies. <laughs> and, Chips, um, cookies. He loves cookies. Um, and luck, you know. It was, it was, at the end of the day, man, um, some of us artists, we take things for granted because we artists. Right. So some people take each other for granted. Like, you know, um, Lord Professor is my man, but Lord Professor is still Lord Professor. He's yes. a dude that made Breaking Adams. And sometimes I had, to, I had to just pull back for a minute and realize that. So, you know, working with him, is, it was a learning experience. It was Sometimes it was, I was impatient. Sometimes, you know, it was valleys and peaks. But at the end of the day, we got the job done. And um, I'm glad that he even um, considered doing it with me. What was it about Professor? Well, what was it about you mm -hmm. that Professor said, you know what? I'm going to invest this time and my resources in this album. Um, he always told me like you the like you the voice of the streets, like you the heart. Um, even the title, he was like, "Yo, you be talking like philosophies, like your mute, like your even your street stuff. You be dropping gems like a philosopher. It's like mega philosophy." He came up with the title and everything. Okay, I would have never called my album that. 
So um, I guess that's what he he liked about me. And then he, he was like, "You you a hip hop?" Like when he's like, "You a hip hop dude?" I guess it was because um, you know, some people do this for a living, or some people do this for bread. But I'm like, I get excited off of hip hop. Like when you was talking about um, Pooba earlier, I remember um. You know, Grand, Grand love, loving Grand Pooba right. for 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 his cadence and for his flow and for his singing style and you know I you know I love hip hop I breathe it you know I, I there's there's people that some of the listeners aren't familiar with that I love I love you know people talk Brooklyn like I I'm like I used to live in Brooklyn you know I got stupid juice in Brooklyn I remember the official bum rush anthem of the world was from Brooklyn. It was Ghostetsa. Ghostetsa. Ghostetsa got a lot of people robbed, beat up, stomped out. <laughs> when you hear them drums, <laughs> boom, boom. like, I love hip-hop. Like, I'm from that cloth where I absorb it. If it's new hip-hop, old hip-hop, I love hip-hop. And that's one thing that Large, you know, he appreciated that about me. And then we just got closer and then we started making music and, and the rest is history. Now, it's kind of crazy because this is kind of like full circle. Did you know Large Professor back in the day, like pre-Illmatic days? I knew Large Professor back in the day, but I didn't know him like that. Right. But I knew of him, and he was close with a lot of people that I worked with. Large Professor, I had Large Professor beats before I even knew him. You know why? Large Professor type of dude, he do beats, and he's giving producers beats, and they just take the beat. They don't give him the credit. Mm. So I, I had Large Professor beats that he just gave a producer before. Mm. And I was like, wow. I mean, this producer... This is Lord Professor Beats. Right. This producer might put his name on it, but this is Lord Professor Beats. This is Lord Professor Beats. So I was excited about that. And that was before I even knew him. And then um, he always teases me. He'd be like, yo, Megan, when you came home and shit, I seen you, but you was in your zone. You know, he was like, like, basically, he told me I was Hollywood. He said he was, he was saying what up to me. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, you bugging. And I was laughing. We laugh and joke about it, but I was like, you bugging. Right. Because I'm too much of a fan to, to brush to, off to, a Lord Pro. Right, like, right, right, right. Breaking Adams is one of my favorite albums. The main source. Main source. That album was groundbreaking. Like a uh, friendly game of baseball. Mm -hmm. I'm looking out the front door. Live at the barbecue. Live at the baby. barbecue was set. Live at the barbecue set a whole nother standard for posse cuts. The, the way the symphony did it set that standard. Live at the barbecue was a whole nother standard. So I was like, nah, you bugging. You Maybe I didn't hear you or I was doing something, but I would never brush you off. Right, so right. we, you know. So, you know, just the fact that I know him is a blessing. The fact that I know a lot of people in hip-hop, I don't take it. The other day I did Rock Steady, I brought The Great Adventures of Slick Rick album with me because I went to Slick Rick's autograph. I didn't get it because I didn't really bump into him, but right. that's that, That's what I'm going to do from now on. With all, like, fame, MOP's my mans. I'm going to get their autograph. I'm going to treat everybody how they should be treated because these guys are all legends and 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 icons and veterans they deserve that respect see i think you just answered my next question my next question um and I, by the way i listened to your excellent interview that you did with our colleagues npr microphone check all right thank you great great interview right. and and you you go in depth about what 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 motivates you you talk about your daughter you talk about your legacy mm -hmm. but you you also talk about how much you're a fan mm -hmm. and and i think you know why why is it that in in, in 2014 man a lot of us can't admit that the thing that drives us is that we're fans of this thing, man. I think I think I think a lot of people are in um, what's that word I'm looking for? Insecure. <laughs> Not insecure. That's a good one too. Yeah. People are in character. Mm -hmm. You know, like somebody's in a movie and they're gonna play this character, so they just get so invested in that character that they become that person. It's like rappers. So many rappers are in character. 
they afraid to smile. You know, some rappers, you'll never see them smile. You'll never mm. see them show kind of emotion, you know, because they're in character. So it's like some people act like being a fan is being on somebody's dick. Yeah. That's not true. Being on somebody's dick is being on somebody's dick. Right. Being a fan <laughs> is being appreciative. You know what I'm saying? I, I salute everybody that deserves to do it. I'm not on that no more. And that's one of the things that hurt New York. Because there was a time when, when there was a time when I wouldn't wear another rapper shirt. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I might have wore mine or my crew, but now it's like I just wore a Gangstar shirt yesterday. I got a Wu Tang shirt. You know, I'm wearing. I'm wearing. This is my culture. Right. This is my. This is my people. My brethren. I'm not on that, and that's one of the things that hurt New York. When it, there was a time when everybody was on some selfish bullshit or some old. Oh nah, we ain't we ain't rock, we, with, we them don't rock with them niggas. Yeah, right. da da da. I remember I seen um. Trigger the gambling and um, smooth, smooth the hustler right. years ago, and that's my man's. So I, I was like, yeah. when I see somebody that I know, I'm like, yo, what up, son? Like they're across the street. So my man is like another rapper. I'm not gonna say his name. He like, nah, son. Yo, we don't, you know, we, we don't, don't call out the dudes. Like, ah. We let them call out to us. Right, right. And I'm like, huh? Because I, you know, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm thinking, about, I'm just home. I just come home. So I'm like, in I'm, my not, mind, I'm, I'm not up on these rules right now. Yeah, I'm like, really? And I'm like, in my mind, I was like, in my mind, it wasn't right. Right. I'm like, it's just the way it goes. I'm like, wow, did I do something wrong? But in my mind, I was like, that that just don't feel right. And to this day, I'm still that way. If I see somebody I fuck with, I'm 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 a saluting them and I'm embracing them because that's how I am. You know, we had a uh, Chuck D on the show a yeah. couple of weeks ago, man, and he saluted you, man. He really gave you a big salute, man. What's your relationship with Chuck D? Chuck D. Chuck D. The fact that I that's another dude. The the fact that I even know Chuck D is is mind blowing for me. Um. Chuck D is one of the first guys that that really enlightened the way he enlightens. And um, I always was a fan of Public Enemy. Um, and um, for one, Chuck D is my conscious. Like I told you earlier, when I used to sell drugs, he had songs that was condemning what we was doing. He was telling us we was wrong and he was telling us we was feeding poison in the community. And and he made you feel guilty. Mm. He made me feel guilty. He made you feel least. guilty about something. I drugs. remember... I was going uptown to three up <laughs> playing public enemy in the car and the song was dope and I just felt a little bad. But I was like, damn. You, you know what maybe saying? I should have took but this I job. Get, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, damn, he's right. But you still went uptown. That money. Yeah, yeah, that, that, you know what I'm saying? So he was living that life, man. So but when you see a brother like Chuck is just so real. I could look at my phone and I could show you a picture of Chuck D with my man Devon. My man Devon did 27 years. Mm. And there was a protest fighting for, for people's rights upstate. They they protesting and they're speaking to the government about helping inmates and some, some other stuff. I could find out exactly what it was. Chuck D's in that picture. That's the, this the type of stuff you don't hear about. Right. He is... I, when I, Yo, I told Chuck D recently... You are our Malcolm. Mm. The best thing Rosenberg ever did was was apologize because he was about to be introduced to something that he wasn't accustomed to. Right. He's not from our culture. He he is not from our. When I say our culture, I mean, he never walked through Brooklyn when it was Brooklyn. Brooklyn. He, he's in a gentrified New York. You ain't from New York. Or oh, I would say and this is no shots, but I'll say he's in a gentrified hip hop. Because okay. hip hop has become very gentrified. He wasn't. He's not from that era when there was rules to this. He's not from that bum rush era. He's not from that Latin quarters. That the fever. Union State Square. Huh? Union Square. Tunnel. He knows knows none of that. He's not from that street era where disrespect is dealt with a different way. Right. 
and Brothers was about to reintroduce him to that. Right. So it's a blessing that he apologized. Well, I, and, and I think, you know. I'm he, glad he did. He, and, I'm, and I'm glad that he was humble enough to realize, even on a, per, a personality on that level, like the rumblings, you couldn't ignore the rumbling. The yeah, rumblings. Yeah, yeah. You know, you definitely couldn't ignore the rumblings. I want to read a quote from you. And then, you know, I don't, you know, you were on the show before. Mm-hmm. We went into your past. Internets, if you really want to listen to our first Cormega episode, man, go on iTunes, go on SoundCloud, looking up, look it up, the first Cormega episode. We, you know, we, we dealt with Cormega's past. I want to celebrate this record right now. Mm-hmm. I really want to celebrate this record, record, uh, Mega Philosophy. But before we go there, man, I, I, I want to, uh, read a quote to you that you said last week on a microphone check okay you said a lot of awakenings have happened in my life and i just wanted my music to reflect that because at this point in my career everything i do now is for legacy it's really not about the money Mm -hmm. talk what what do you mean by that man what i mean is i understand that i'm underrated and i see it all the time omega's underrated he's one of the most underrated rappers ever and i always embrace that Rod Strickland was one of my favorite basketball players. He was underrated. Yes. So, being that I'm underrated, and being that I'm a fan of this game, I've seen people like T. Rock, who was an innovator, barely get mentioned. I've seen Coogee Rap, who is better than probably anybody, or Costantino toe with toe to toe with any rapper, right. barely get the recognition he deserves. I see Rock him barely gets. It's a footnote right now in, in 2014. So if these brothers aren't getting the respect they, they, they deserve, who the fuck am I? Right. So in order for me to be amongst the great, I have to earn it. I have to put in more work. So I'm underestimated or I'm slept on, but I could either sit on the couch and say, well, they're sleeping on me, or I could show you why you're wrong about sleeping on me. And when I say legacy also, I mean... I want my catalog to be great, symbolic. Like, I could go home and listen to Marvin Gaye for hours. Mm. Albums after Stevie Wonder, album after album. I don't want it to be where Omega got two good albums or, you know, some artists, you you know, dudes might have eight albums out and two of them is good or three mm. of them is I don't want that. I want consistent greatness. And then then after that, it, it won't be dis- debatable or disputable. You'll have to give me mine because... Like, when I made the realness, I had a chip on my shoulder because I, I wanted to prove to the world, you know what I'm saying, that I could do this. And then recent years, it's my peers, especially the legends, the, the brothers I consider legends and icons, giving me love that really humbled me to the point where... Like like a Chuck D? Chuck D. I mean, Chuck D, brothers like Chuck D, they, made, they humbled me to the point where it made me emotional. Like, Chuck D... Heard my music one like he he was hearing some of my songs as the album was being done and he was like your music is God like for somebody so he like was listening to this album he heard this album before okay. it came out I, right. I, like certain songs like the song more you know I sent that to Chuck first you know so you know when you make an album like this the 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 I don't want to say conscious because it's an overlooked used word but when right. you're trying to teach and enlighten and inspire you want to go to the teachers so of course I'm gonna send it to Chuck and get his feedback and and the feedback that he gave me was so strong it was like wow so when he tell me you know like your music is god or this or that you know that's something or or when he's on twitter twitter saying like the fact that cold mega music isn't on the radio all day is is a crime like when he's saying stuff like that it's like it hits you right here in the heart right, right, right. or when you when rock him i'm performing at rock him show and rock him is singing my words as i'm singing that that took me back 
Like you could have gave me ten racks that day, <laughs> and it, and it wouldn't have felt as good as right. me seeing Rakim sing my words, words or Guru. Like it's be it's stuff like this that gave me peace as an artist. Guru said, "You're my favorite rapper." I'm like, I'm like you full of shit. Gang, you talking about gangster? Guru Rest told me I'm his favorite rapper. Crazy. Then his man came. And he, just, he conf- yo, we just listened to you on the way here. He loves you, so it's like Guru and 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 uh, Ra and Chuck and even Lord. Before we did the album, somebody interviewed and he was like, "Who's your favorite artist to work with?" He's like Cormega in one of his interviews. You could Google this. It's stuff like that that makes you like, wow. So it's like recently, you know, in the, in the last few years, I, I've been hearing the name Legend thrown around. Like, Mega, you a legend. I don't like it because I don't feel like I'm a legend. I don't feel like I earned it. I don't feel like I could stand on a plateau with a Ra, Kane, KRS-One, Slick Rick. I don't feel I've done it like them. So you can't call me a legend because those are legends. I'm not comfortable with that. You could call me a veteran, right. but those are legends. I'm not comfortable with being called a legend. If those are legends, I'm not a legend. I'm I'm aspiring to be a legend. And that's why I'm like... This is for my legacy because if I keep making albums talking the same stuff or that's predictable, that's not growing as an artist. Right. And part of strengthening your legacy and being part of being great is taking some risk. When Marvin Gaye made um, What's Going On, Motown was totally against no, it. No, they wanted to do Motown music. They, they didn't want them to do it. revolutionary music exactly. or protest music or conscious music. So, Barry Gordy was pissed off. Exactly. And when I did Mega Philosophy, I knew I was going to lose people. I mean, I thought I was going to lose people it seemed, because everybody's not ready for a more. Everybody's not ready for a rise. Everybody's not ready for some of the songs. Some people be like, I want that raw mega. I want that shootout mega, this or that. Buck 50. Yeah. <laughs> win like, yeah but it's like, yeah. I can only give you what I, a lot of my music is, is reflecting my life. Right. I haven't sold Coke in years. I don't even know what it's like to sell Coke anymore. I don't know how to cook up. You give me some coke to cook up, you're gonna be mad. <laughs> yeah, mayonnaise jar. You know what I'm saying? You come up short with that. Paper you're gonna be pissed off. <laughs> if you'd have gave me some coke to cook back in the days, you'd have been good. You'd have served it's it up, a different. Just... It's a different day. I'm right. I'm I'm in a different place. So I wanted to give people honest. I always have tried to be honest with my music, and I want to give people a, a a look at me as a man, not just an artist, as a man, as my the mega philosophies of my thoughts, my philosophies on how I see life, how I see injustice, how I see bullshit in the industry, how I see rap, how I see, you know, life. Hypocrisy. Exactly. So I just wanted to be this to be an honest look at me. I could go back to the other core mega after this album, but I wanted to do something that was unexpected. And I took a lot of risks with this album. You know what? Let's 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 stop talking about this album. Let's play this album. Let's play the first record. New day. We got to get back to our true essence before everybody and their mama start telling us what hip-hop is. Before everybody start writing their books, which they already are, about what hip-hop is, where hip-hop began. But they not include you. They not talking to you about Kimmy. They not talking to you about Ta-Nehisi. They not talking to you about nothing in the Nile Valley. As if it didn't exist, that's why we dying today. Because we allowed a foreign enemy to come in and give us hip hop and tell us what it is. And now we barely surviving, we barely breathing, and slaves. Under the sun, vultures looming, hoping to consume a culture wounded, boldly refusing to die, showing proving. 
I embody what only few can Wear sincerity, not the robe of Judas My golden rule is Live no lie, I know truth is Part of my focus, music, art imitates life Growth included I'm bound by word, hold me to it My heart and nerve are accountable No excuses I never made a deal with my soul included I know what's real and I know illusions Misery loves company, I chose seclusion There's degrees of separation I know my true friends and false alliances Conspiring to deny you of hearing my inspiring Rhyming is timeless and genuine That's where my mind is at A reflective state I weigh my mans like grams Understanding there are losses when you measure weight Yo, who's is that? A, is that you on the intro? Yeah. No, 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 no. Who's that on the intro? That's another brother. Uh, I gotta look at the. I gotta look at my thing <laughs> to say his name right. He has a. He's a deep brother. Um, but he's talking about Kemet. Yeah, he talking he's talking about, about Ta-Nehisi he's Coates. He's a deep brother, and he's talking about people dictating. His name is Siddiqui. I forgot his last name. His name is Siddiqui. Um, what's his last name? He's deep. He's heavy. Um, did he say this specifically for your album? No. Or did you 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 uh, sampled it? You know, I'm gonna keep it real with you. One of those beautiful sisters in here in 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 the other room. Yeah. She, we be we be building on a lot of conscious stuff, and she was like, "I want you to hear this." Like she's fed me throughout the years. She's fed me. Oh, she's beautiful too, man. Thanks. You got she, UK in the building. She's fed me knowledge. London, England, what up? She's fed me shit I didn't know about. Right. Like Thomas Sankara. Look him up. Incredible. Like Malcolm X is like the, the pinnacle for me. Right. Thomas Sankara is like, is like LeBron, how LeBron is a threat to Michael Jordan. Right, right. Thomas like said, Sankara yeah. is either right there with Malcolm or he might be slightly above if you read about him. Right. But she taught me a lot of stuff. So one day she sent me that. And I was like, oh, my God, this fits perfectly with my intro. Like, she sent, I did this, these vocals already, and then the Siddiqui stuff was per, was just what I was trying to say. Right. I said, this is not real. I put it together, and then I sent it to Lord Professor, and he did the rest. That's, 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 but it's a great intro because it's real subtle, and, and it's, it's giving the audience kind of a taste of what's about to come. Exactly. Now, now you're talking about you never did a deal with your soul. I never did a deal with my soul included. Talk about that. Uh, You've seen a lot of deals, man. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people sacrifice integrity. A lot of people abandon artistic, artistic integrity for monetary gain or for fame. Or a lot of people submit to, to things that they have no understanding of just to fit in. I'm not with that. Um... The, the one person in the world you can never front on. There's four people in this room right now. We could all front on each other. Can't front on yourself. You can't front on yourself. Your biggest critic, your biggest critic of yourself is your motherfucking mirror. Or it should be. You know, it exactly. should, it should, should be. Because a lot of people are not some people in will tune break, with themselves. Some people will break their mirror just so they don't have to deal with that. Mm. But I got too much pride and dignity to do certain things because if I do something and it feels fake, then I'm going to have to deal with myself. Myself will be like... Your you, conscience. My conscience will be like, you played yourself. Or oh, that know, didn't feel right. Did you ever have to walk away from money, man? A few times. Some of that we discussed in the last... A few times. Right. A lot of, a lot of situations I could have been a part of if I would have just said yes or if I just did it and I said no. And even recently, there's been situations where, you know, I just said no. 
You know, it's like certain things, certain things is just like what, like certain things, like what. I um. Well, recently my man had a song. I don't know what the song was for, but he got a song with uh, a very big artist on it. One of my favorite artists is it's Snoop. He got a song with Snoop on it, and I love Snoop. But the the beat, I don't know what kind of beat it is. It's not hip hop. It's some 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 what other kind of stuff. Would I have loved to get on that song? Hell yeah! Right. I didn't. I said I can't because I'm. Not, it's not gonna sit well with one of my fans. That's another. Um, a few years ago, my man Inspector uh, Deck was doing an album, and he had a song with Raekwon on it. Now, from my type of hip hop, that's a that's a win win situation. A song with Ray and Deck, but I didn't like the beat, so I told Deck, right, "Let me get on the, the, this other song," just because the beat. I was more comfortable with. Right. Uh, all day in my phone, I could show you, yo, Mega, I do a feature. And if the artist ain't right or the money ain't right, I'm not doing it. And some artists would just do it. Just do it just to get paper. That's whack. Or, or, or short money. Money that, that doesn't short, feel good. You do something for short money, then you're killing yourself. You're looking like a sucker. Because at the end of the day, people talk. And you know how I know people talk? Because I hear people talk about all these fucking rappers who taking this short money. Mm. And then dudes have no integrity. They'll tell you, oh, well, such and such did it for such and such, for, for this. That's fucked up. Yeah. So now you're putting son's business out there. Yeah, that's fucked up. So it's like, I'm not such and such. Or it's like, I'm tr- I, yo, such and such, he might be a similar rapper to me, but I sold, I sold over 300,000 records independently. Over. <laughs> so <laughs> me and such and such is different. Right. Like, I'm not doing that. So it's like, it's that. It's like a lot of stuff. You know, it's it's a lot of stuff. Certain deals, which we talked about in the past. Oh well, you know, if you sign this, you could be then you could group. be down with this, and you know, some people. Oh, we all sign that. You know, right. I had I had things to think you, about. You talking about the firm? Yeah. You <laughs> know, so certain different things. I've turned down a lot of money situations that just wasn't right, or I've avoided a lot of. Th- when I made the realness, Indescope Records was calling um Land Speed. Landspeed wasn't quick to give me those messages though, because right. Landspeed wanted me to stay with Landspeed. Yeah, yeah, of course. But I found out, and then I spoke to somebody from Indoscope, but I never, I never even set up a meeting. So it's like a lot of situations. Money ain't everything. Money is just paper. All money ain't good money. Money man. don't make you happy. Money takes care of bills and takes care of things, but it doesn't make you happy. Money's a down payment on a little less stress. You know. You know what I mean. I, but I'll tell you, for all the years I know you or know of you. You know, you always been fully authentic, man. And you know, you you shoot from the hip, you shoot from the heart. And what you're saying, you know, I, you know, some people out there, I'm sure, may be struggling, mm-hmm. you know, um, and sometimes take, you know, a, a deal or money or, you know, mm-hmm. they may have a big family or shit is just fucked up, man. And mm-hmm. people just, you know, tired of living a certain way. Mm-hmm. Now, I can't tell you what to tell, uh, you know, some of our listeners, you know, what to do. But, you know, what do you, what do you speak to people? Because, you know, not everyone could stay that strong to what you believe in. Uh-huh. Well, put it like this. It's like telling somebody a secret. You won't tell somebody a secret about you that's going to come back and haunt you. When you're doing short money songs, it's going to come back and haunt you. Because they're going to tell them, oh, yeah, I got this verse from such and such for such and such and such and such. Word? Now, they're going to holler at you for that $750, son. Some dudes, $750, some dudes are doing it for less than that. $250. It's like, come on, son. Like, y'all dudes is fucking the game. Y'all looking bad out here. Yo, get a job. Like, real talk. Because, yo, you hurting the brand. So then... If there's an artist that's kind of similar to you, people think, oh, well, he's similar to this guy, so maybe I could get him for this. Yeah. I just had a dude the other day, like, yo, when I was doing a show in Boston, like, yo, you could make a quick. Da-da-da. I'm like, man, I'm good. 
I don't even know how you sound. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, <laughs> so and it's like, it's like, yo, money ain't money ain't everything. Money goes, man. Yeah. When you got to, yo, everybody got a certain way we live. You know how we live. So that money, that's just a day for me. That's just a day, of, a day of excitement. I might spend that on food and travel and eating and traveling. Or my daughter might want some LeBrons or something. Yeah, but that record ain't going nowhere. Exactly. But yeah. meanwhile, you, yo, I know my value, and that's a problem that a lot of artists don't look at themselves as a business. I mean. I used to laugh at a lot of artists, especially from my hood. Like, a lot of people used to be like, yo, Mega is cocky. I'm, yo, and then now, when you talk to people that's in the industry that know me, people be like, yo, Mega's like one of the humblest niggas out of everybody from Queensbridge. So it's like, I never, yo, those, I know my value. It's not about being cocky. It's about knowing your value. Right, right, right. Yo, you're not going to go in the Benz dealer and get a Benz for for, for 5000 No. I don't care how cool you are. No. You're just not. So it's like, you sell yourself short, you're gonna get short. Yep. So it's like you have to have a you have to have a, a certain thing that you go you have to have a quota. Stay at your standard, quota. You got standards. If you don't got no standards, you don't have nothing. Yeah. So Yo, let's go to this next record, Mars. Featuring A Z Redman and Styles P. It's a new <laughs> Mars, right? Yeah. So I walk through the valley of death. I never got lost or took cowardice steps. I move honorably, gained a lot of respect, saw poverty, but wouldn't trade golf success. In fact, maybe I'm too advanced for crack babies. My impact is similar to Basquiat paintings. Visually fascinating, reality rap, not the fabricated. We'll have you anxious to sell weight, but feds are patient. Like architects building cases. The foundation is information. I give it my lyrics ain't easily assimilated. My pen is crazy. I went from living on the edge to the realm of greatness. Was willed into existence. This is continuation of skill revealed in music. We originated in places full of naptid, melanated descendants of slaves who found ways to elevate it. Gray's anatomy, amazed with duality. I inhaled and propelled through polarities. Rap reality, trapper, actor, athlete. Choose carefully, use vernacular accurately. None after me, number four is factually. I'm the core conquistador of the faculty. Bastard seed, black fatigues, prestigious since leases from the Masters League. Massive weed, placed on a mantle with the Jack Daniels. Ruger's trapped with the wooden shellac handle. Tap the sample, approve, cop and bounce. Never Announced financial loser stop the count. Lost but found was both in the same breath. The souls remain fresh. Every dose came correct. The game was spec. Hoodie on for the gone. So fuck the fake cop that shot Lulu Trayvon. I rap my city hard. I live for it. I'm like a shotgun blast when I'm recording. I bring down the house like Steve Martin. You can smell weed when your boy pre-bought it. Call me Delta. You can earn air miles. Tracks like dirty laundry. I air it out. Red man like a movie, I'm paramount. That's why they imitating me like Red Out. Yeah, boy, in the club I get buddy. Yellow House General, <laughs> nigga, don't butt in. Circle around the block, tell them I'm coming. It's no VIP, I'm in like Brumman. But I kick back and roll perp up. Yes. And ride an ill flow when the surf's up. Yes. I stay grinding when the thirst's up. Hip hop, my bitch, watch how I work hard. Short nights make the days longer. Problems start to weigh on you. Gotta pray when they pray on you. Feel kind of funny when the four pound stays on you. You think it's much better to hustle for European luxury, American muscle. It's bricks or bread in the duffel of two long guns. Beware the letter to touch you. Thinking is it better to crush you or just walk away? Looking at your neck, put the hawk away. The pain to remain, the rain to wash the chalk away. 
My problems way well walk away. Swimming in the waters with the great whites on the highway, but you don't see my brake lights. Seven days in a week, I'm on the eighth night on the dark side, but I ain't bring a safe light. Yo, first and foremost, B, <laughs> that transition was nutty. Yo, that fucking large professor transition gives me chills. Number yes. one, I know Ben Hamid wants to say something, oh. but number two, this is the wait. Who was in the old Mars? It was yourself. We don't even want to talk. Forget that. <laughs> no, I don't even want to talk Inter- about that. No, internet. There no was another group called Mars with, with Mega. I'm not even talking about. This I'm is the new fifth. Mars. Like, is this a real group, man? It's not a group. It's a song. It's a song. I'll do another song with them if, if they want to do the song. But it's no group. It's no album coming. It's just we wanted to build excitement and the transition in the song. Let me tell you a secret. We could call our professor right now, or, or I could. He did not want to use this beat. Really? Mm-hmm. I said, Lars, you are bugging. Lars <laughs> Professor, one thing I do like about him, he has publicly said it. He's like, Mega, on this album, you became a producer. Because mm. a lot of the transitions and the changes in the album and a lot of stuff, like you was asking me about the intro, I added a lot of stuff to this album. And 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 Lars was just there for the, for, the, for the mixing. Like, this beat wasn't even for this song. It was yeah. for another song. The transition on there. The like, transition is nutty. It's You know what? It's, 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 it was an era in, in hip-hop, and I don't want to keep dwelling on the past, but certain songs you listen to, man, and it's haunting. Exactly. And that transition on that cut is 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 haunting before i let yeah. you before i let you say something ben i mean yo jonathan mena i know we we edit a lot in post-production do not edit this song <laughs> not one fucking piece of this song <laughs> out <laughs> yeah i just want to say something like because you were talking about it earlier like you know it's main source it's you know breaking atoms <laughs> so and you say he didn't want to use that joint but how does it feel when he first like yo mega hear this right here and when it's just like i get excited this shit i get excited dogs um I get excited when I. It, I don't care if it's. It don't got to be large professor. It could be small professor. If the beat is dope, I get excited, and I got excited a lot when a lot of tracks. There's beats that didn't even make the album. Now he he gave J. Rude damage, and J. Rude damage is my man. I love him. Yep. But he gave this nigga J. Rude a beat that I wanted. <laughs> I was like, ah, oh! you know what I'm saying? I wanted that beat bad. I'd have ragged it. Does that mean J. Rude's back, man? J. Rude. I hope he's about to be back. He better better be be back with that beat, right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. But yeah, Large Professor, I was excited, man. His change-up, like you said, man. He's always been the king of the change He's like, I'm all right, Meg, all right, Meg, all right, Meg. Go ahead. And and we're not even talking about the other great cats that's on the record. We're not talking about AZ. We're not talking about Redman. We're not talking about Styles P. Like That shit flows. Were y'all all all in the same studio, or did y'all put that Frankenstein kind of magic read going on? That's what we had to do, because every... You gotta understand, um, America is not America's perception or image of rap isn't the accurate image. Of course, you might not hear Redman on the radio all the time, but guess what? Redman be doing so many damn shows. Redman is he's America. Barely standing still. He's right. barely so getting Redman studio is very hard. Yes. So he he flew that. I think he did that vault verse for me while he was overseas on tour. Mm. So Styles P is my man. Like, but he sent the verse to I could have went and did it with him. I was on a deadline. He right. sent it. AZ, AZ owed me a verse. And uh, <laughs> he's like, I got you, Meg. I got you, Meg. I got you. Why, why do you owe you a verse? Because he been was supposed to do a verse for me and he was taking so long. You know, AZ's flamboyant right. and all of that. So um, the shit sounds perfect. It just though, man. came along. I was just blessed. And like I said, this is another situation. Like, I'm blessed to know. I know AZ Styles being Redman personally. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm blessed to know them. Mars. 
Mars. I love this version, man. I love this. I new, love this. I love this too. new Mars. Man. Yeah, yeah. Yo, let's get to this next record, man. This is the first single. And by the way, I was when I was doing the research on the album these past couple of days, my my twelve year old son kept telling me, "Play industry again." Oh my god! This is, I swear to God, play industry. So internet, this is industry. Listen to me, good. Listen to me good. is the most important person. Yes. Yes. You are the teacher. Yes. Yes. People listen to yes. you. They don't listen to their preachers. Exaggerated tales of hustling. We quit to pass judgment and fail our brothers instead of talking about Laura Hill. Talk about Laura skill. Truth be told, there may never be a girl as hell. Don't gossip about Dame Dash. Give prop to Dame Hand. With a rise of Jay and for Sonic Kanye, man. Niggas is crazy. That's why we ain't got shit. Rappers hate each other, not the labels that got rich. Don't care about culture. They only want profit. If your album sells slow, bet you get dropped quick. Q-Tip warned us. The industry's toxic. For reference, check out BDP Sex of when styles made I get high, it was playing all day. When styles made I'm black, it didn't get enough play. Word. I guess they got a problem with anything positive. Does it make sense if it doesn't bring dollars in? Those that managed us, those that were our agents, those that were our accountants, those that were the record executives, those that were the owners of the record label, you never got true accounting. What's the difference between a label and pimping? You sell yourself, they tell you how to spend it. Whole ass niggas, slow down, listen. Pimps prey on minds with no ambition. They keep you fly. Images, promotion, they keep you high. So a nigga isn't focused. You living in the moment, feeling yourself. They living in plus homes. What's really success and what's swag? I don't care how you dress or what you drive. I want rhymes that really impress. You say it's all about money. Do you even invest any time in your rhymes? Let me guess. You so nice, you don't write. It just comes to you. Cause you the shit. Nah, you just doodle. I lyrically abuse any rapper who choose to step to me. I will I'll bring, bring it, it right, right to you. you. Whose voice is that? Farrakhan. Farrakhan. Yeah, yeah. The now, honorable Farrakhan. Now, the honorable Farrakhan is calling to task today's artists. And it seems like you're doing the same thing. You're saying we got a, we got a position of influence. Exactly. And this is our people that we're talking to. What are we talking about? We're talking about misconceptions and perceptions that are put out there. We're talking about we're talking about we can't we can't do free commercials for the prison institution of America. We can't keep leading our youth and our and our and our olders because some of the older people still follow what the artists do. Artists are what we have is called indoctrination. The power of indoctrination. Hip hop is so influential. We change the way people dress, the way people talk, the way people the do way people things, think, the way people think. Um, trap house. I mean, I mean, not to interrupt you, but you know, and I know you're familiar with this. Kids that come from good families, Word. kids that come from yeah. families of doctors and lawyers and professors, and they want to find some time in the, in, in the bando or in the trap house. Yeah, doing dumb shit. <laughs> and the very word trap. Makes me feel uncomfortable. Right. There's 
The word trap. The thing people need to understand. Just take it back to to basics. Whenever there's a trap, there's somebody who set the trap. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So who really benefits? You have to you have to watch that. Hustling is like high school. You go for your, your years and you get the fuck out. If you want to go to college, that's on you. If you move up and, and you want to do weight, you want to go to college. After a while, you get out. You be a super senior, you're going to lose. There's, there's, but as artists, there's pictures of prominence and wealth and good life painted in that. But there's never too many illustrations of the pitfalls and the consequences of that. One thing that I'm always proud of in myself, I always told people about the pitfalls, the downside of it. Like, don't do it. Don't be mega. Don't don't try to be me. I know little niggas right now that's, that, that nickname themselves mega. Or I know kids that have said, I want to be like you. Or kids that want to be like this rapper or that rapper. It comes a time when you have to... You could be a good rapper. You could be a good singer. You could be a good athlete. But what separates what separates people is when you be a great person mm. muhammad ali is the most beloved athlete of all time michael jordan will always come up short yeah against muhammad ali um you know the ray charles and the and the james browns and the michael jacksons they're beloved for more than just their singing and dancing for their goodwill for you their know what i'm saying right. it's like i can't i can't let somebody think it's cool to hustle. That shit is not is, in 2014. Yeah, not oh, in 2014. Yo, if you doing it, if you're doing it, I don't condemn nor do I condone. I, but I definitely don't condone. I'm not condescending, but I'm saying, yo, you're not you, gonna glorify it. Exactly. Right. And there's so, too many artists that are comfortable that have been away from it for too long to still, be still glorifying it. Yeah. Right. Come on. Not now. Are you also saying because we're talking about drugs, but are you also saying that the industry? Is a trap? The industry, the industry is sort of a trap. The industry, um, first of all, the industry is one of the biggest investors in the um, in the um, industrial prison complex. Exactly. Yes. So that in itself is extremely questionable. And um, now, do you think it's a big conspiracy, or is just motherfuckers don't care and they making money? I think it's a conspiracy. I think. I think when you start talking about the industry, I think it's racism. And I well, think racism is everywhere. Yeah. Racism is baked into the foundation of every goddamn thing in this country. Especially America. It was built on yeah, it. It's everything. But I think I think it's that and I think uh I think it's an effort to to suppress mm. and oppress people. Because uh you know when I started knowing shit was real, one day I, I did a uh I forgot these things that we do. Artists make a statement and then we give it to our publicist right. and they put it out. This was when I knew shit was real. I could say something in a statement. I could have a, a controversy beef with any artist or whoever. And I could say something. And they will put every word that I said verbatim. They will put perfectly everything I said. Your timeline will light up in two <laughs> it, seconds. They will put every perfect word. Fuck you, your mom, or whatever I say. It would be in there perfect. I said something one day and I said power to the people. That shit was power to the people was edited out of my statement mm. that's when i knew shit was real and then there's certain things like everybody that all that ever tried to help artists like with knowledge itself uh enlightenment and growth 
They've been pushed to the side. They've been marginalized. You know what I'm saying? So it's like the industry is just crazy. And and I'm going to say something else, too, that I've never said. Chris Lighty was not suicidal. Straight up. I'm not a professional investigator, but that shit, I always scratch my head about that. Everybody that knows Chris Lighty knows he wasn't suicidal. So there's a lot of funny business in this industry that I, I can't put my hand on that I'm not comfortable with. Some of it I speak on and some of it I don't because I don't know. But I just wanted to get that off my chest too. One of the things that you said in the song that, that, that stood out is when you, you wasn't dissing him, but you said, what does QD3 know about beef? I said, um, yeah, what did I say exactly? Um, you said he said, and I said, and beef DVD is on BET. So every rapper who was on it was beefing for free. While the royalties go to QD3, he's Quincy Jones' son. What he know about beef? No disrespect intended. I know he got beats, but it's deep how the rich get paid off our grief. Oh, mm. shit. Yo, let's go to the next record. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. You know, no, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> This is this is this is this is this is the the quote that I want to pull away with before we go into the next song. Mm-hmm. You said, "Can you put brilliance in a song to inspire?" I didn't say that. Farrakhan the Farrakhan said that. Yes. Can you put brilliance in a song to inspire young people all over the world? That's beautiful. It's, it's amazing. Like it, it really is amazing. Like I said in the intro of this episode, man. All we got is us. Mm-hmm. All we got is us. And if I don't care, I don't. I don't condemn either. I don't judge. But if you're not using this platform to push your people up to another level it's right right now is crucial exactly and, and it's very questionable we need it more now than any ever yeah. i also yeah. want to say thank you man because it's like I've, i dj and you know dj for years and i get in that argument all the time because people don't understand i'm like yo it's a lot of power in what i do when i play records i can make you fight i can make you do this mm-hmm. and the radio is a thousand, a million times more powerful than anyone DJs. So uh, mm-hmm. thank you for being an artist who recognizes that, you know, the power and the control that your words have on people. I appreciate that. And that's one of the things that uh, has really made me emotional <laughs> lately with this album. Yeah, it's just getting you know, older. I'm going to show you my timeline. And it's so many people saying thank you. I've never gotten that for an album. Right. I've gotten people say, yo, that's a good album. That's hot. Or whatever. You smoke them niggas. Yo, or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Love that shit when you kill them niggas. So it's like, <laughs> thank you. So many people saying thank you. I'm going to show you. Like, the, the thank yous are pouring in, in by the hundreds. So it's like, wow, what did what did this album do? Right. That, you know, I'm just, I'm just, I don't know. I'm overwhelmed right now. Yeah. Next record, man. More. I love this record, man. Are you not entertained, Internet? <laughs> Cheer. Keep moving forward. Woo! Don't let nobody bring you down. It's up to you. What happens from here on out? You are king, intellect, creative being. Tell me that you know, that you know, that you know, that you're more than this. Keep moving. We more than amateurs often depicted. 
jealous of business, trying to employ our children and destroy our mental every day. We more conditioned to conform to ignorance and ignore wisdom. A darker pigment gets you 50 shots of cops acquitted. While more men dreams of freedom from a cot in prison. Knowledge itself helped me understand my origin. From Africans to broken families and cotton pickers. We all witness pictures of starving children in the motherland, stripped of all its riches. It's a dirty game for brothers, the odds against us. Beneath the sheets of the clan are politicians. Don't care about us or our conditions. Derek Katrina Bush was giving us the middle finger. While we prayed for Haiti, others prayed on Haiti like beasts, stealing body organs, donations, and babies. Omega, yeah, what what happened, man? Like, what, what what changed you, man? What was what was? Yo, I think y'all should play the third verse. Play the third play, verse. Play, play, play the third verse. Play the third man. verse. Then we could talk. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm unapologetically the color guard attendant. Indeed, I'm unique melanin underneath ebony. It's a blessing. Yeah, my disparity is fed by people who lack clarity to understand that we. Brilliant, resilient, spiritual, beautiful people. The original builders and teachers of Kemet and Egypt. Hieroglyphics depicting us who lighten the features. While the images of Jesus rival biblical teachings are gentrified like the city limits. Are clearly different from the uptown of Big L or Bed Stop. Biggie lived in, barely exists. It's modern segregation, displacement of color faces whose rent is risen. They say their eyes don't lie. I bear witness. It's time to respect our elders and care for our children. Deserve better than we had it and a clearer understanding of knowledge itself. I'm here to help repair, help repair, help repair, help repair, Keep moving forward. Don't let nobody. Yo, what, what happened to you, man? <laughs> what happened to you, Mega? Like for real, man. Like when did you say, you know what, that's it? I mean, I know everything is a progression. When everything it, is a progression. It's a culmination. Yeah. When I seen Zimmerman's not Zimmerman's acquittal wasn't the thing that 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 uh infuriated me it was Jim, Zimmerman's smile mm. like if you do something that heinous and you get away with it at least wow okay I'm innocent I was found innocent even though I killed this boy show a little remorse his smile was like if he won the lotto that bothered me um you know the disparities so much shit happening in America so much shit happening that I felt it was my obligation I said yo you even gonna be a rapper or you're going to be an artist. Which one you want to be? Because Marvin Gaye would have said something. Stevie would have said something. I don't want to be one of these dudes that just turning the other cheek and looking the other way. I want to talk. And I want my voice to reflect my era. 
when years from now when I'm gone, people will remember this album and will remember the, the era that it came from. You know what I'm saying? I just I wanted to do that. I just I want as I said in the NPR thing, I want to be great. I want to be great. You're being great right now, man. Thank you, bro. Word. Yo, what's what's the <laughs> tell me the science behind the um album cover? I love the album cover, man. You look so peaceful and it's a nice blue. Mm-hmm. It's a real simple. It looks like a throwback to a, one of those jazz albums. Exactly. Uh, that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to make it simple and I wanted to make it where the music was the was the main thing for the album. The cover was just was just a uh, was just to get you excited. It, it, and and I wanted to intentionally do the the blue note. The Blue Note the blue era. Note, mm. You know what I'm saying? Because when jazz, because when people made jazz, the average, the, the the jazz that, jazz was sophisticated thoughts. Yes. And it was, you know what I'm saying? People were speaking their mind. And I wanted to be a, a jazz. I wanted to be like a jazz person on this album. I even wore a jazz cap on the cover. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I just, I, I that's the zone I'm But you also look like your face. You're not scowling. You're not grimacing. You 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 look so at peace on the, on the cover, B. I'm 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 in a different place. I said in the cover on the intro, I'm in a different place. I'm at peace in my life. Um, I'm at peace. There could be days I have no money in my pocket and I'm not mad. Maybe maybe because I could go get some money. Right, right. But you can always get some money, right? But yeah, but you mega ain't never, ain't never forget how to hustle at least. Not hustling drugs, but you know how to hustle. Exactly. Right, right. So it's like I'm at peace. Um, and I'm just I'm just in a different place. So I'm at peace, and I want that to reflect. I don't want people to just think uh of a you know of a street dude or a mad dude you know i'm at peace there's good things in life and um i just want the album to reflect that you know i want this album to be a celebration and i want this album to be ascension you know what i'm saying you can't ascend if you uh if you holding holding grudges and holding holding in anger that's is a weight. weight that's a weight, a weight. yeah you can't ascend with weights on you Mm. <laughs> and then the last thing before we go to the next record, man. I mean, I've heard this before, but you said it again in this record, man. Sagging, spelled yes. backwards. It's niggas. What, what are you saying about that, man? We have to we have to pick ourselves up, and we have to stop using excuses. Like that shit ain't cool. I'm from the hood. That's not cool. And when you think of everybody that we ever looked up to that was prominent, Frederick Douglass didn't even have his pants sagging. Mm. Uh. Sidney Poitier, uh, Marvin Gaye, uh, Obama, Bill Cosby. You think of anybody that was prominent or influential, you know, they didn't. Muhammad, Muhammad Ali. Ali, Malcolm X, Martin Luther King, Jesse Tyson Jackson, ain't even sad. Mike Tyson. <laughs> yeah, that's a beast right there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, it's, Iverson closed his bag and he ain't even sag. Like, his white tees were baggy. That you know what I'm saying? That's with the dress. You know what I'm saying? It's just ways we have to conduct ourselves. Right. In order to be taken serious, you have to be serious. Yeah. We so, have to present ourselves mm, serious. Mm, that needs to be said again. So how do you feel about like the N-word then? It's something I'm slowly trying to wean out of my diet also. Um, That's a hard one. Baby. It is. It is. I've, <laughs> I've denounced it and then I've embraced it again. All it's the like, time. And when I'm mad, I'm like, Nick. <laughs> so, but I try not to use it. And I try because at the end of the day, when you talk to the elders and you see the pain in their face when you say it, if it slips up, it's we never want to hurt our elders. Never. And and our forefathers went through a lot to never hear that word again. And when you think of, I have a rhyme that I wrote that I I didn't know if I wanted to use it on on Mega Philosophy, and it's about the N word. It's going to be a skit. And I was like, though we use it as a term of endearment, 
we should remember nigga has no humble beginning. It represents a lesser man, unjust condition, submission. Um, I forgot the rest. Last word heard before lynching. It is an ignorant person's opinion of someone who's different. So, you know, I'm going to say that on, on, a, on a further album. And then, um, of course, at the end of it, I'm going to have somebody say, all right, nigga. Like, I'm going to lighten it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're because I'm not going to, I don't want every album to be, I don't want every album to be like Mega Philosophy right. because it's serious. It's a serious yeah. album. Every album can't be serious. And I read somewhere, particularly on this NPR uh, interview also, that you said you want to entertain, but it's a fine line between entertaining and preaching. And preaching. And, and coming you, off preaching. Yeah, yeah. And then you chase people away sometimes because yeah. everybody's not ready to learn. And that's that, that was the beautiful thing about rap in its prime. When Rakim said, in 360 degrees, I'll devolve. Or when he said, you know, the earth is made of this or that. He said the same thing his science teacher said. But when he said it, it was like, so, oh. So godly and fly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, wow. So it's like there's ways to say things, get to people. And there's ways to say things like, all right, all right, all right. I don't need to hear that shit right now. I don't want to push people away. So I know what I'm doing. I'm walking a fine line, but I'm not going to overdo it. Yeah. So I am going to say something about the N-word. And I'm going to lighten it up. But I'm going to have, because I'm going to have real shit like if I say that in the hood somebody gonna be like alright my nigga so you know you know how it is <laughs> yeah, yeah. so I'm gonna try to make it as real as possible right. but give you as much knowledge as possible at the same time I, I really hate giving up my formula on your show because I don't want somebody to bite my idea nah, you know what <laughs> but, though man at the end of the day people can bite ideas it comes down to the execution yeah that's true you know what I'm saying that's what Excellent. it comes down to let's go to this last record band before we go to a music break man a music break truthfully all it did was ruin unity in the rap community. No rapper ruling me. That's like birds among lions. Soon as my cubs start crying, you fool to me. Love die enemy. Some were once cool with me. I read niggas well. Some wrote their own eulogy. Maybe I'm stubborn. I refuse to be a grown man. Rapping about money, clothes, and jewelry. Ain't new to me. Not to be confused with these rappers fascinated with moving keys. Games seem vague when you lose your freedom. Or life in the pursuit of the root of evil. Rudely greeted when seeds of resentment bloom into weeds of deception. Your name and reputation are eagerly tested. People who desperate scheme on their best friend. When the legion is questioned, you will see who defective. God damn. You said fuck the crown. Mm-hmm. What do you mean by that? Fuck the crown. Because that, that crown shit is what ruined the unity in New York. Before, when Biggie said he's the king of New York, two things people fail to realize. One thing is... Biggie kind of sort of earned that title when he said it because he brought New York back to prominence. Nobody in their right mind could have said New York was selling a lot of records. They wasn't. Yeah. Even incredible albums. Illmatic, Illmatic deserved to have to, to sell. Illmatic deserved to have sold 10 million albums it when didn't, it came. It didn't and sell. Buckshot Shorty album, um, the Black the Black Moon album, same thing. There was some brilliant albums from New York at the time, but they wasn't passing gold. Some wasn't passing 350. Right. Meanwhile, Domino from the West and and this one and and, and regulators and, and, and Snoop's Warren G and all those cats they could sell eight million records this million you know so we wasn't dominant Biggie brought that dominant back to New York but a key factor is people fail to realize Biggie nickname was Frank White Frank White was who King the, of New York character and the King of New York yes. Biggie never said he's better than Rock he never tried to disrespect anybody he never said I'm the King of New York I'm Frank White. It, it was marketing and it, it, it fit him and it was self it was deserved he brought us back Biggie dies everybody's a king now that was a nasty you know I mean on top of the big loss that New York and, and, and the country and the world suffered with, with Biggie's passing mm-hmm. 
the nastiest thing that happened after his death, after everybody stopped mourning, was that fight to be the king, man. That was, was disgusting. Just, it was nasty. It was always disgusting to me. It always it bothered me. nasty. It, it bothered me since it happened. I was in this industry. I mean, I'm still in the industry, but I was in there. I've seen A&R say, the spot's open. Like mm. some shit like, like there's a slot open. The slot's open there. I was disgusted. That's disgusting. Elvis been dead since fucking forever. And rock and roll people still say he's, he's the king. king right. Michael Jackson's still the king. You didn't hear Usher say, I'm the king now. Yeah. Or Chris yeah. Brown. Motherfuckers will throw <laughs> shoes at them. You know what I'm saying? Yo, <laughs> yo, Biggie wasn't even dead a month. And motherfuckers was claiming world's his. I find that to be disrespectful. Heinous. That's heinous, like you said earlier. And it was heinous. <laughs> and, I, and, and, it showed, and it showed me how cold the industry is. I was like, this shit ain't for me. Like, it's cold. So that crown shit fucked everything up because everybody wanted to ascend. And it's like the cutthroat shit. Whereas before, if we was unified, it would be different. And the South showed us that. The, when I seen the South, South really... Show they flex their muscles was at the Source Awards in 2003. There was people from the South that really didn't get along, but they got the big picture. The whole South stood together. They got on stage and performed together. People that had differences and everything, and they made records together, and they blossomed. Whereas in New York, oh, no, I don't fuck with him. I don't fuck with him. I don't fuck with him. It's no, like He's going to be on stage. I'm not on stage. I, exactly. Yeah. So it's like, come on, man. And now it's like, you, you, now we see the residue of the wars. You know, after the war is over, you see the debris. We see the debris, the careers in debris, the 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 com- uh the camaraderie in debris. So that's why you know one of the, that's why I got nature on my album. I didn't have to put nature on my album. You know what I'm saying? I want to show people we cool. Nobody asks about it anymore because I've been made effort to show that we're cool. But that's why it was essential for me to have him on my album. I could have, you know, I did a song with him for one of his projects. I could have left it as that. But it was essential for me to show that. And that's why we called the song Divine Unity. It's like, you know. It's a great record. We're going to play that after this break, man. All right. Definitely going to play that. But you you seem really harsh, man. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not criticizing. You seem really harsh mm-hmm. on New York. It's my town. It's like if I see my kid fucking up. I love my daughter. I love my son. If I see my kids doing something that's totally wrong, that's totally going to get them in the wrong, I'm going to be like harder on them. Like, come on. Don't do that. This is not the way you do this. Or if I see somebody I love doing something wrong, like if I see somebody I love have a bullcrap argument and they're about to kill somebody, when I know that they could do something different, I'm going to, come on, I'm going to give them tough love. And that's what I got to do to my city. This is my city. You know what I'm saying? I'm a New York more than a lot of people. I ain't just from Queens. I used to, I was born in Brooklyn. I I could go to Fort Greene with you right now and get love. I know dudes from Brooklyn that came to it. I can go to far. <laughs> I know my man Jay Love was in Far Rockaway filming. Recent. We ain't talking about back in the days. And dudes is about to run up on him. Mm. He was like, yo, nah. And then somebody's like, oh, that's me. He was like, nah, Meg is my man. They gave him a pass. So I'm good. I'm New York. I got love in the Bronx, Brooklyn, Queens. I'm New York. So in my town, Staten, so, you got love in Staten. I'm not. I don't got. I got, <laughs> I got a teaspoon in Staten. Yeah, you, I'm not in. I, you I didn't got a passport for Staten. Yeah, I'm cool in Staten. Yeah, my yeah. man Barry's good, good out there, so I'm good. <laughs> but I never lived in Staten now. Right, right. But I lived in the Bronx. I lived in Brooklyn. I lived in Queens. So that's what my. You know what I'm saying? And I'm talking about dudes would, would ride or die with me and for me. That's what I mean. So it's like that I got. So when I see New York hurting, it hurts me because, like I said, I'm hip hop. It hurts me when people disregard our icons and our legends mm. even even artists that i had different even when i had differences with nas i always said 
he is a he's something body we need. He's our voice. There's nobody that represents. He epitomizes the MC. Nobody epitomizes the MC like him. Mm. So we can't just let you know. what I'm saying when when I love New York, I love my city. That's why I'm so emotional about it. And when I see us, when I see people making a mockery, people make jokes about New York rappers. Like y'all, you know, y'all had y'all time with y'all. Trinidad James beat it that. And that's why I'm glad Def Jams gave him this. <laughs> gave him the, the field boot, goal el pump. Buto. Yeah, like, <laughs> he said that. You just New York. Well, New York, we got you back. It's yeah, karma. Yeah. It's, it just so happened that a company, a New York based company, dropped him. Right, right. So it's like, you know, I I love my city. When I see New York doing good, it makes me feel good. I don't care if it's a young rapper or new. Yo, I'm one of the first dudes that helped Big Pun Son. You know what I'm saying? I had him on. I had him at shows. I had him on. Now a lot of people's rocking with him. Right. So it's not just I'm just screaming for the old school or for the for the '90s era or the '80s era or, or you know what I'm saying? I'm screaming for New York. Anybody that sounds good that's from New York, I'm standing up for them. I'm with you. You said before we started that even you were fucking with that uh, Bobby Schmurder record. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. No, listen, man. Let's go to a music break. You're tuned into the Combat Jack Show, the CombatJackShow.com, F your radio, F your podcast, and F your TV show. Be right back. Yo, what up, Internet? This is your boy, DJ Ben Hameen. And what I need you to do right now is go to iTunes. Search for the Combat Jack Show. Once you do that, subscribe. Leave a comment, leave a rating, and leave a review. That's right, iTunes on Combat Jat Show, Combat Jat Show on iTunes, either way you want to work it. Once you're subscribed, you'll get that good content every week, straight to your phone, your mobile device, your computer, all that good stuff. Like Premium Pete would say, tell a friend to tell a friend. Yeah, Internet, you're tuned into the Combat Jack Show, the CombatJackShow.com. We got Cormega in the building. With this special listening of his brilliant, brilliant album, Mega Philosophy. Ooh. Yo, Mega, man, let's, 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 let's go into this next record, man. D.U. Dream Unity okay. featuring Nature. And featuring my man Droz, whose name is D.U. He's a Queen Bridge legend. You listen to Nas albums, Mob Deep, you always hear about Droz. He's wow, he's dead. That's him talking on the audio. He's, he's, he's dead. He's dead. He got killed a few okay. years ago. Okay. And uh, I used some of his uh, audio. On the hook. Okay. Typing my life on a Blackberry keypad Nigga from the street, nigga get the street feedback Nigga pitching crack, nigga coulda wanna sigh young So I attack cause the good niggas die young I never try nigga, all I do is triumph Weed in my hand nigga, David and Goliath Praying to God the oil spills to dry up While we looking for millionaires to tie up Me and Mega so close, we like twins Nigga reporting news like it's 10-10 wins Around the way, Big Willie's going in my age 
And I ain't talking about Florida, bodies decay. When I be drunk, never stumbling on that pink rose. Keep at least a shooter with me that won't think to aim. And when the smoke clears, you get it the worst way. Rest in peace, all of y'all. I'ma get the shirts made. Motherfucker. Sometimes it seems like there's no more real niggas. So-called real niggas, told on real niggas. Had shit sold, but raw hoes have niggas. Ain't green with envy that stay greens, they still bidding. In the beast's abdomen, sleep is hazardous When you share air with dealers, fiends and savages Freedom is every nigga dream, even when life challenges I'd rather be here than eating three squares and circle in the yard As a man, it hurts you even more To know before a visit they search a nigga moms Or thinking who's sleeping with your girl in his arms Out of sight, out of mind, it's like the world disregards you This is food for thought, never will I starve you Lies mean nothing ever since I found truth I stay clear, snake heads with venomous thoughts Poison your mind, resist if you mentally strong Man, we have more unity, man, out here, man Be unstoppable and nobody, nobody in the world can fuck with us You know what I'm saying? I think everybody know that, though Under the seven train, by the magazine store Yo, what is it? What is it about Queensbridge, man, that, that makes y'all so volatile with each other? It's like it's almost like a big extended family or something, a wild family. Queensbridge, I don't know. I guess it's it's, it's just like um, I can't explain it. It's just it's, it's six different blocks. It's, it's it's different blocks. It's different groups of dudes. It's different rappers. So it's always gonna be competitive, and sometimes um, but it's not just six blocks. With different rappers, it's six blocks with rappers that's really in the game. It's not just six. It's, it's, it's some, not, some more than others. Some more than others, but still, like I said, like nature may not have never reached a certain level of prominence, mm-hmm. but he's on classics. His voice, oh, nature, his dope. voice is crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. I'm not disputing or debating that. Nature yeah. is fucking dope. Yeah, nature's definitely dope. That's why I got him on the album. Yeah, I, 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 I like nature. I, to be honest with you. I think I, I like almost every rapper from Queensbridge as far as skill-wise. Um, I don't think there's any rapper that sucks. And if they do suck, I wouldn't say it. But right. all the, I think everybody from the Juice Crew is dope from that Juice Crew era. Of course. I think Nature's dope. I think Mob, seeing I think all the rappers that was known, they, they earned their shit. I don't think nobody... I think Black Poe is fucking dope, but he doesn't even get enough credit. Right. So, but but what is it with the with the tension that 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 y'all have gone through? Some people have tension, some people don't. Right. I think it's a it's a combination of things. Some people, it's a competitive thing, you know. Um, tragedy. That's my man. But sometimes, you know, me and me and tragedy used to have a, a competitive thing, and um, even recently, you know, I was mad at tragedy because uh, you know, rumor has it that he told somebody, uh, you know, he was. He commented about me, and I was like, "Really? Like some shit? I don't know." This was months ago, and I was like, "About some battle shit." And I'm like, "Yo, what's wrong with him? Why is he doing that?" Because I was kind of upset. I wasn't even mad. I was upset because I'm like, "Yo, this is my dude." Like, is is that why he's not on the on a, on a Juice Crew remix? No, nah, I didn't put him on Juice Crew because he wasn't on the Symphony, right? And plus, he's okay. not one of the names that people think of when you think of the Juice Crew. Okay, he was like, he was on the bench. So, <laughs> like, if when you think of it's not. It's, it's not like Mark. It's not like Shan or it's not like a Cool G Rap, Ace, Ace, Kane, Craig, Craig G. That's the ones I wanted. I didn't get Kane because I ain't feel like I don't know what Kane is trying to charge right now. Right, and, I, right. and I just did a joint with Kane on my last album. Okay, he, he got some grants <laughs> out of me already. You know what I'm saying? Right. I'm not one of these niggas that's that's begging for free verses. Right, right. You know, if I get a free verse, that's good. But I pay. So, um, long story short, Queen Bitch always got stuff. Um, 
like I said, Trad said something recently that was kind of crazy. And, uh, you know, I, I, you know, I had to really have a talk with him, you know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, we put that behind us, you know? And, um, so if that happens, imagine what happens with other rappers. Right. So you got this one that has a difference with this one. You got, um, this dude, he might be from this block and he hangs with these guys. These guys got beef with this guy and this guy beats with this rapper. So it's like, uh. So it's complex. It's, it's, co- yeah. it's complicated. You know what I'm saying? It's coming from Queensbridge. It's complicated. It's complicated. Because it's like three <laughs> different projects. It's right. like six different projects. Right. So it's like, everybody's not so going to all. It's, so basically you're saying out of all of these different projects, even though they're in the same vicinity, there's a different culture from each of the projects? No, nah, it's not a different culture, but it's like, it's different codes. It's styles. different reasons for animosity or for or for for tension. Some people have justifiable. Let me tell you. All right, when I came home from jail, we tried to unite with certain rappers, and they was popping at the time. I'm not gonna say no names, but and we wasn't even talking. It wasn't even the main artist that was complaining. It was the like the 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 B group. Their gripe with my crew was, the niggas didn't let us pump on the block. <laughs> <laughs> so he had nothing to do with music. Exactly. So niggas be holding grudges too. Yeah, yeah. So you, since niggas, niggas was let, holding our money back in when they yeah, was. Y'all niggas didn't let us pump on the block, so fuck them niggas. That, they didn't say it to us, but that's what they said. Right. And they got, so I'm like, wow. Right, really? So that's what it's like. So that's why, you know, shit like that happened. Then you got certain niggas like, I'm going to give you a perfect example. When me and Nature had our differences back in the days, Nature reached out to me to get on his album. That was a smart business move and strategic move. Because if I was on his album, people would have forgot about the beef or forgot about the bullshit. It would have been swept under the rug. Right. Somebody in his entourage, I don't know who it was, was like, nah, we ain't going to make it look like Nature's kissing his ass. Da, da, da. So it's, that false, was it's false pride and ego, too. Yeah, because that was stupid. Because right. if they would let me and him do the song back then, it wouldn't have been years of lingering and giving fans a chance to choose. Like, oh, I like Meg, I like Nature. Or it, would have been, it would have been gone. You know what I'm saying? So strategically, that was a bad move. So sometimes your entourage might give you the wrong advice. Right. Or it's not always the rappers. Right. And then sometimes it's rappers not accepting their position. I know I'm not the top rapper from Queensbridge. I call Mega know that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, and if you're a group, you got to know, if you're not Mob Deep, you're not the top group. So... Sometimes people think that they deserve everything that the top person have or the top group have. I don't. Marv, Deep, and Nas deserve everything they got because they worked harder than anybody else. And anybody else that disputes that, you're fronting. And the impact that they made is crazy. Is, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. So right. at the end of the day, these they made it easier for niggas to get deals. Right. Or they made it easier for Queensbridge to be embraced. To get that recognition and that, respected. Right. For that next wave. Right. So fall back. Let them do them and and ride the wave instead of trying to overthrow that. You know what right. I'm saying? Like, I my differences was never on that. My difference was always business or some shit like that or bullshit because we grew up together. Right. And, and me expecting, like, my man ain't going to do that or whatever. But fuck it. That's neither here nor there. That's ancient shit. And I, I, I hate even talking about this shit anymore. Right. So that's the problem with Queensbridge. It's too many, the old saying, too many chiefs and not enough Indians. Yeah. 
I don't mind being an Indian because I'm gonna put that work in as an Indian. Yeah, and let's let's eat. You also talked about on on the NPR interview once again, man. You also talked about even outside forces like the industry, like 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 certain cats coming in and dividing y'all for yeah. their purposes. Yep, 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 yep. Ah, uh, yeah, I spoke about um shit like that, but we're not gonna give. Yeah, yeah. You know what? We're it's, not gonna give that dude it, too it, much. It, it seemed. I'm, I'm just gonna say the name. I'm not gonna go into it, but it seemed like everybody that's been coming on the show recently. Has had a Steve Stout story. We're not gonna get into that. I don't got no stories <laughs> right now. Just listen to the NPR. Listen to the <laughs> NPR <laughs> interview. <laughs> Yo, let's go to the next record, man. The library is slang. Fucking the Dutchess up in Ukraine. Political prisoner, check the chain. Out the country with my dame. Televised gangsters, see me up close. Nothing changed. Getting top on top. Bags of duffels. Need the long Glock, you stupid, don't play me. See him in drug spots, plain clothes, all in shop. Dick out, can't even explain me. I live for the moment. Get to the homeless. $20,000 text cribs is a bonus. You fucking with the niggas who bust straight. Minute society, drinking juice in the hood. Fuck waiting. Paper made me do it, your body will snatch It's like a London flick against the Jets Sitting at the dice table handling Man to man, one on one, hundred grand in your son In life we faced with obstacles We want to achieve dreams that might seem impossible The eyes don't lie, look at mine Acknowledge truth, the streets raised me to be wise and honorable Wise and honorable The streets raised me to be wise and honorable Wise and honorable the streets raised me to be wise and honorable. Peace and money don't mix. Invest in peace. I pay dues in the street. Respect is my receipt. Truth will set you free, except with police. Be aware when you sleep, you can rest in peace. I elevate poetically, I'm incredibly deep. Never fall till you fall compete. Stay on your feet. If you anxiously waited for me and rare in the beat, be gracious. Understand patience is key. I once needed direction, now I'm facing the east. To give praise like Muhammad. Indeed, Allah, open my eyes. I'm watching my surroundings. Sharks and piranhas survive in the warmest waters. My persona won't allow me to acknowledge doubters. Couldn't conceive. I was built to process as a team. Wearing diamond jewelry in the projects. If you get knocked, how's it gonna seize your apartment? In life, we faced with obstacles. We want to achieve dreams that might seem impossible. The eyes don't lie. Look at mine. Acknowledge truth. The streets raised me to be wise and honorable. What's your relationship like with uh, Raekwon, man? That's, the name of that record is Honorable. Yeah, Raekwon is my dude. Raekwon's a good dude. You speak on the hook, man, about how the streets made you wise and honorable. How? Um, You know, streets, what do you call that? Some people call it the school of hard knocks. Hard knocks. Street school educated. So I was, a, I was a, an observant student. And um, also, it made me wiser because... um. When you go through situations, you learn from it. And it made me wiser because, like, uh, when I went to jail, that was that stemmed from the street. I go to jail. They put me in a box as soon as I went to Mid-State. I got in trouble when, um, what was I at? Uh, Mohawk. I got in trouble in Mohawk. They put me in a box. So then they transferred me to Mid-State. I thought I wasn't going to be in a box. But they sent me to the box of Mid-State, too. Long story short, I come out the box. First day I'm out the box, see somebody get stabbed. Like, not cut, stabbed. Like, mm. I'm like, woo. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's real. But I knew it was real. It was fucking jail. You know what I'm saying? It's not fate. So, <laughs> now, it's like, I see the yard. The yard is looking like, the yard look like New York. Bunch of people outside. People playing basketball. People working out. That's like, uh, the Handball. Social, all that. 
little that's commu- the social com- life. Commu- community, right? So the, the part where, where the streets made me wiser is, nigga, you in here for some bullshit. I was in jail for some bullshit. You were going to be in, be with these dudes in the yard getting big and playing basketball. Or you going to try to get your way out of here? Went to the law library. Mm. Went to the law library on the regular. Found an inconsistency in my shit. Mm. I didn't even have no lawyer at the time. Found an inconsistency in my shit. Put in the motion to get a lawyer. You know what I'm saying? Got the lawyer. My crew paid for my lawyer when I was when I was home. My crew was about to pay for my lawyer for my pill bill and all that shit. Guess what? They didn't have to. Not only that, everybody in my crew, my crew is good fellas. When you hear about that on the Queen but shit. Yeah. What? Lake had like seven years. Spank had like seven years. Everybody's catching big cases, big numbers, seven years, ten years, seven years. You know, we was, when I went down, I was a domino piece. Everybody was going down, boom, 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 boom. So the dudes that I that I knew was going to carry me or take care of me, he's in jail, he's in jail, he's in jail, he's in jail, he's in jail. It's like wow. So it would they would have eventually somebody the the remaining people would have got you know got right. But in the meantime, I put in my motion. My motion came back. So now I got a lawyer. Now me and the lawyers working back and back. We find an inconsistency, blah blah blah. And he and he's noticing that he's he's acknowledging the inconsistency. Yeah, the, yeah, right. the lawyers give me basically a pat on the back, like right. good fine, yeah. motherfucker. Then one day I get called to uh, I got legal mail. I go to op- get the legal mail. My man Devon opened it, and uh, uh, your appeal has been granted. Mm. Wow, that's how I came home. Right. So after how long? I was supposed to do. I had. I was sentenced to five to fifteen, but I didn't do it. So I ended up doing like over a little over three, mm. close to four. I did like three something years for some shit bullshit, and then uh, I got my pill. Came down. Uh, came down to Rikers, and then uh, my crew got me out again on a pill bill. Nas was gonna get me out though. You know what I'm saying? But my niggas was like, fuck it. We, we ain't waiting. Like, right. you waited. My man Ice was like, yo, fuck that. You waited long enough. <laughs> that was exact words. <laughs> waited long enough. Get this nigga out. And then uh, the rest is history. As long as they don't put you on that dollar bill in Rikers. Like, that's the worst bill ever. When yeah, they yeah, put yeah. you on the dollar bill. Yeah, but I'll yeah. tell you one thing, Combat. You know what it is? Not There's not enough acknowledgement. There's not, not enough credit given to people who fight their own cases in, in, in yeah. prison, man. Because you know what? A lot of people don't understand the time that they take to to go into the law library while people are outside being rah rah and people want to sell little uh, you know little joints and and and, and <laughs> tops top you know the top but yeah. you know people there's not enough credit to giving people who really fight, fight their for own their case freedom. yeah uh-huh. and, and then grant themselves their freedom and there's a lot of people who have done that. Bottom line, like I said, man, all we got is us. All we got is us. All man. we got is us, right? So let's go to this next record, man. Pursuit of happiness is never fulfilled. I don't glorify the ghetto, I tell you the real. I'd rather write it in a song than in a letter from jail. Donald Goins, you enjoy my incredible tales. Resonate with those who walk similar paths. Your enemy has more honor than a man in the mask. That familiar voice asking, where's the stash? 
The year Mike Jordan had career high scoring. I put it all together and realized money causes attention, resentment, and moral conviction. Even God calls them and exploit religion. Rappers tell you lies while glorifying the ghetto. They never speak of mother inconsolable cries or the oppressive aggression of those who want to serve and protect us. Harmers, Sean Bell, the martyr, was a father. Despair's what we know. Fixed incomes don't repair. Broken homes are often fatherless. Though a man holds his own and is driven, mama gotta take the wheel when he gone. Learn to cherish every meal on the stove and the clothes she bought you, though she couldn't afford to. She did it so you wouldn't have to conform to the streets and she wouldn't have to sit in no courtroom. When minorities compete against law degrees for freedom accompanied by attorney fees, I'm up late thinking of people in early grades and how things change since they've been away. A new dawn approaches, a different day in my book of life. Lessons fill the pages, a God given, hear my praise in the face of adversity, my shield is faith. Mega. Yes, sir. You go through the effort of really painting the vivid picture of the struggles that we go through. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about people that, you know, people that are more fortunate, that have never been in these situations saying, what's wrong with those people? Why don't they just lift themselves up from their bootstraps? Like everything is equal and they do it to themselves. You know how... I think in the Bible, it was it was a line that said, uh, "Forgive them, Father; they know not what they do." Right. These people don't understand our cloth, our lineage. They don't understand our way of life and the things that we go through. So I don't expect them to feel any kind of compassion towards us because they don't understand it. And it's not equal. It's not. There's all kind of uh, inequalities. It's not just the physical, it's economic and it's spiritual inequalities. That, it's mental. And it's, and it's mental as a motherfucker. And they, people don't understand that because some people are more fortunate and sometimes their fortunate blinds them and they're intoxicated in their happiness and their contentment. So they, I don't expect them to understand that. So when they say that, they're speaking from, from the mind of someone who knows no better. So I don't pay no mind anymore. It's funny. I had a situation last week where um, my my 17-year-old and my 16-year-old are 14 months apart. Mm-hmm. And then my 16-year-old and my 12-year-old are four years apart. Mm-hmm. So my 16-year-old doesn't get along with my 12-year-old. <laughs> so last, last week, and my 12-year-old just broke his, his arms. Mm-hmm. So last week, my 16-year-old was fucking with the 12-year-old. And the 12-year-old took a glass and threw it. No, I wasn't home, and he threw it at my 16-year-old. Mm-hmm. And n- nobody got hurt. Mm-hmm. But my 17-year-old was mad at the 12-year-old, like, yo, I don't understand why he threw it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what do you mean you don't understand that he, why he threw it? He's like, yo, because the 16-year-old fucks with me too, but I never threw a glass at him. And I was like, yo, but you're the older brother. Mm-hmm. Like, he fucks with you, but he doesn't bully you. Exactly. Like I still don't get it. And I was like, that's the arrogance. Like the fact that you can't 
take yourself. Like you looking at their relationship like it's your you're the big dude here. You you could bully everybody. Mm-hmm. So you I mean, so it was the arrogance that I, that that drove me crazy. And what drove me crazy just wasn't that it was my son having arrogance over the younger one, but it just reminded me the the shit that goes on in society. Exactly. Like how could you be so violent or how could you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that that's that kind of like, added don't more understand it. Yeah. It's just like and no compassion. And I really had to pull him back and be like, yo, you really got to take yourself out of your situation because everybody's your little brother's not in your situation. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And four years, four years is a big difference. Yeah. Twelve and sixteen is yeah. is level. And my sixteen year old is an asshole. Mm. Like no, no, he's just an asshole. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> I could understand. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Which is crazy, man. Um, I like what you said, man. You said that uh. You ain't going back only as a visitor. Mm-hmm. Like, like you, you, mm-hmm. like you, you really, talk, you, you really paint a picture. Also, the hell you went through, mm-hmm. and the hell that other people go through it, incarcerated and the shit that gets you there, man. What inspired you to do that record, man? The fact that people, people tend to listen to somebody that they, that they relate to more. And a few years back, my man G was having going through something with his son. His son is a very good kid. But his son end up um, hustling, trying to hustle or whatever. So he brings his son to my crib. You know, my man, he brings him to my house. My man got a house, too. He's got a nice house. He brings his son. Son doesn't have to hustle. You don't have to. Yeah. Right. So I'll tell his son, you know, tell his son, first of all, your father's a great fucking man. Like, he busts his ass so y'all can live comfortable. Y'all crib is bigger than mine. And my crib is kind of nice. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I'm like, your father does everything he can to, 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 so you don't have to do this bullshit. Yeah. So then I pulled out my photo, a picture book, and I showed him my man Fly Tie from Fort Green. Mm. And I showed him my man Blue. And I showed him a few other brothers. And I told him they all cool. They all was in the streets. And and they're all not here no more. And these are the things that, you know, that we tried to avoid. And that you're not about that life. And then I showed him my, my bullet wound. I'm like, this shit. You know, people talk about getting shot like it's cool. It's not cool. It hurts. You don't want that. And and there's no there's no guarantee you will live. And that's why I showed him a picture of my man Blue. And I showed him my man Blue sitting on the BM and my man Blue chilling Stunning. and all that. Yeah. Yo, I'm like, see, this nigga, he was getting money. He's fly, right? He's chilling. He's dead right now. He, he got killed. Yeah. And he, he got killed. And the person that killed him probably knew him. It wasn't a stranger. So I'm explaining the game to him. And he listened. He never hustled again. The kid, the kid is a good kid now. Right. You know what I'm saying? He had a job after that. So it's like corporate America. He working in corporate America. He probably in a few. Scared straight. He's gonna make beats and everything. Right, He's right. a okay. great kid. And my man's a great dude. I love my man. So when I talk to kids in the hood, they listen to me more than they listen to another rapper. And I know that. Or, I, they, or that they even listen to their father more hmm. so than they listen to their father. Farrakhan said, "One rhyme." is more powerful than like 12 preacher sermons mm. when it's when it's done right. right you know what i'm saying so it's like stuff like that you take the heat so if i so i knew like if i show you some of my tweets or show you some of the mail i got throughout the year people like mega you changed my life you helped my life you helped me get through a dark situation stuff like that starts to hit you home if you have a heart right so if I could help, if these dudes tell them that I helped them with my words and with my story, then I could help others. Because as soon as I came into the game, I was an influence. Because when you're in jail, you're taught that you're nothing right. mm. and you'll never have nothing. Right. Mm. So everybody knew 
I was in jail. Whether it was the song One Love or songs like the other song with Nas, uh, Get Cake Considerably, Mid-State, and Greens. I'm the nigga that was in Mid-State. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it was certain rock. Megan's straight from jail. Callcraft. Callcraft, wearing Callcraft Greens. and, and Exactly. Mega came from jail. He made it. He made records. There is hope for us. Now there's a lot of dudes coming home from jail with rhymes, ready to try to get on. And and they and some of them tell me you play a part in that. So if I could do that, if I could lead in any in any kind of way with my like your music, whatever you do in life, whether you're an athlete, musician, whatever, that is only a platform. That's on, let that be a platform for you to do greater things yes. outside of that. If my music can save people and inspire people, and I don't do it, that's that's a that's a biggest sin. That's I tell you. That's why on our break. I was telling Cormega, I was like, yo, you don't understand how important your voice is. And I'm only talking about on records, man. I'm talking about in everyday life, you know. And I'll tell you one thing, you know, um, it takes time to relate to somebody and for somebody to relate to you. Mm -hmm. I mean, when did you see that as a priority to be able to do that? Because, you know, we, you know we, we run in the streets, we hustling with this. Uh -huh. You know, we ain't taking the time to do what you're doing now. Exactly. You know, as a priority. When what when did that become so important to you? You know, my it became important because I didn't want because I seen we have nothing. Like we have nothing to lean on. We have no shoulder to cry on. No stability. Like there was a time when we we had Marvin singing to us about our. But there was a time we had Tupac speaking for us. Like some people might not. Some people, you know, they had their issues with Pac because of the biggie situation but he was an advocate for the people's any rapper that was an advocate for the people's but not just that we had our Mar Mar malcolms our marvins we had uh we had we had strength somebody there's nobody to speak up for us and, it, and it, it got to the point where you got three sons i know it has to worry you some days like did you ever think that in your life you have to teach your son how to act around the police <laughs> nah, not until they were born not until my first son was born when my first one was born, I was like, oh, it's on now. It's, it's, we're at war. Exactly. We're at war. It's like you have to teach your sons how to conduct themselves around peace. Please, don't be aggressive. Don't don't get excited and be hyped. Don't have your hands all over the place. Don't run. It's, That's the first thing we yeah, taught them. It's certain things. Don't run from police. It's like we have to teach our kids how to react. And a few weeks ago, I asked my daughter, what you want to be when you grow older? She said, I want to be a police. Right? And I was like, hmm. I was like, Bur. <laughs> so I was like, I didn't want to kill her dreams. I didn't say nothing. But it's like God said, we're going to fix this real quick. <laughs> so I'm driving through Manhattan. And I did something I never do. I put a kufi on one day. I never drive through the city with a kufi. I, I barely walk around with a kufi on. I had a kufi on. Cops pulled me over. Mm. I said, I knew this shit was going to happen. Was uh, she in the car? Yeah, my daughter was in the car. Yeah. Uh, your registration? Registration's on my plate. I don't got New York plates. So the registration's a sticker on my right, plate. Right. So you could just look at the sticker. So I shouldn't have said that. I should have just let him keep playing this and then, and then hit him with that. So once I said that, I give him that gave him reason to come up with another excuse. Mm -hmm. Oh, your tents are dark. Mm -hmm. Really? So now they run my shit. They said my license is suspended in New York. They cuffed me. In front of your daughter? In front of my daughter. How old's your daughter? My daughter's 11. I wanted Oof. to cry. Part of me wanted to cry. 
Like my 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 soul cried. I was furiated. I wanted to I wanted to just bite the cop neck off, or I just I just look I just gave the cop the craziest look he ever probably had, and I was disgusted that that black, they had black to cop, do. White cop. It was a white cop. Um, a black cop came, but it was a white cop who did it, and then he had the audacity to say, "Cause cause a girl was like, uh, how you gonna do that in front of his daughter? Which girl? Uh, one of the bystanders? Yeah, and um." He's like, they was like, his daughter's there. He's like, I don't care if his daughter's there. Like, I wanted to fucking, I wanted to fuck him up. Mm. If they just said, yo, you and that cop could fight, I would have demolished him. <laughs> just on the strength of that. Right. Like, I was, I, I was so mad. My words wasn't even talking. My eyes were just talking. Right. And then the other cop, the black cop, he came. He was like, that's fucked up. And he was trying to talk, talk him out of it. So after a while. The way I conducted myself, the way I spoke with professionalism, et cetera, et cetera, and and my demeanor, and and the way I spoke with sh- with certainty that this is a mistake or some bullshit, they gave me a DAT instead. They was going to take me mm-hmm. to the system because they spoke, mm-hmm. but they gave me a DAT. Right. And uh, the cop was like, "Yo, just make sure you remember that I looked out because the black shit, the black cop, yeah, yeah, because the shit was bullshit." And right. I was like, "I'm gonna sue the shit out of somebody right. for this." So. I never heard my daughter talk about being a cop again. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, so it's these things, the Trayvon shit, and a lot of things that have been happening lately in the world. You you got the Sean Bells, you got it's the, the Jordan, the Jordan, uh, Jordan was it Jordan Davis or Jordan was it Jordan Dunn? Jordan Davis. So much, so much stuff happens right. or is happening. I just wanted to spill it. I just want to spill how I feel and spill how I can help in my music. So I think life just took over. Life grabbed me and said, just write. Instead of just being mad, just don't don't just sit around mm. mad. Write. So that's what I did. Okay. Let's go to the next record, man. Love this next record. Home. All right. Featuring Black Rob. Robbie Yo. It's the Mix King, G. Brand new from Cormega. Featuring Black Rob. Yeah. Home. I can't wait to get home. Like Madden in the zone, that's 10,000 ohms, daddy. Beep, beep, the focus ain't changed. Like, who control these streets? Man, this record's elite. Hey, body else be obsolete. I'll show him the agony of defeat. Never wake a bear when he sleep. Cause the first thing that he gon' wanna do is eat. Big stages, I don't give a fuck, we there. Fake thugs sticking them up like buckwheat hair. Poor rank, man, these dudes is Franks with sauerkraut. I turn their power out like fam, that's our house, daddy. You wanna be the boxer, one black, and tell you win. Now your chances are slim like clothespin. No gun laws, fam, I'm holding. We acts, all they do is scratch like Logan, y'all. Ow. <laughs> Black Rob. I couldn't wait to get home. My flow live like mellow in the zone. I am ready to explode. Black Rob and Mega, you already is a goal. I'm in red company, yet poetically alone. 
saying life's a bitch is getting old. If your life ain't in order, seize control. Adversity's a lesson. Be composed. Above all, spread love. Hate stains the soul. Those with no purpose are afraid to grow. He who walks in small steps has a way to go. On the road to the riches, you exposed to resentment. Everybody wanna eat, but they won't do the dishes. My whole view is different since I rose from the benches. The goal was to get it, and I showed true persistence. Yo, man, I, I forget sometimes how ill Black Rob is, man. Black Rob is a, is a soldier. Yo, that, and that's a crazy flow right there. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I know, I don't even remember hearing him flow like that. Mm-hmm. So, and, and it's self-explanatory. Y'all talking about coming home? Mm-hmm. Home is home, and is home, and is love at home. You know what I'm saying? It's home, and just loving it, just loving, love, love home, man. Home base. You know, let, let me let me ask you another question though, man. Like we we you talk about home and. And it's love, and and I, I met this brother recently. He just got home mm-hmm. last year, and and he talked about how, you know, when he got home, like he had all these images of home, like mm-hmm. he had everything planned. But when he got home, he found out his girl lost her kids. Oh my! That was hoeing. Oh my god! She was prostituting, and then like his family didn't want him home anymore. And he was like, he realized when he got home, like. Not that he was being selfish, but he had this picture of things being stuck the way it was when he went away. And when he came back, it would be that way. But the world moved on and it was harsh. I think a lot of brothers go through that. It's it's definitely jail is like it's like a time machine. In it's like sense. you're watching a movie. Yeah. And they press pause. As soon as you go through the jail, pause. So it's like everything is still happening out there, but you in suspended animation. So when. When you when you out when you, they let you free, they press play. <laughs> so once they press play, you still from the last scene catching up, and you got a lot of catching up to do. And it's like when you in jail, and the world ain't slowing down for you. The world don't wait for the world is life's a bitch, and the world is an impatient bastard. <laughs> so so. No, that pause play may be the best analogy. Yeah, I've never heard that before. Yeah, of, of someone going in and out of jail because I literally you know could attest to that. That what you said is exactly true from being in, you know, same, and then same thing, home. right? Yeah, same. Like, and that's what I want to say. Like, me and Peter both been through that, you know, situation, mm-hmm. different situations, but mm-hmm. we both seen the other side of it. And I just really like. I already thanked you once during this interview, but I got to thank you again, man, because it's like America has the largest rate of incarceration for sure. End of story. We have twenty five percent of the world's prison population. That's incredible. It it's beyond incredible. And it's, I can't remember what the rate is multiplied over the last 20 years, but it's like some 800%, you know, ridiculous. Yeah, 800% it, it is 800%, right? Over the last 20 years. And it's going to increase. It's going to double within the next. And like you said, we have these rappers out here who are basically like go to prison manuals with their songs. Yeah. You know, and so I just want to thank you again, man, because most people don't explain what, you know, what is on that other side and what it does to you and how it will change your life. Mm-hmm. And everything. Like, I just had to sit my own nephew down recently. I had to tell him, like, because, you know, he out smoking, he drinking, he ain't, you know, he, he a good kid, but he's 17, you know, doing. And I'm like, bro, that's cool, but don't be out in the wrong place doing all that, you know, mm-hmm. because they will take your ass in in a second and it's going to change. Like you said, it's going to push pause and the world going to keep playing. Yes, I, I just read in the New York Times today, man, about how these uh, broken window crimes, mm-hmm. these broken window crimes where you don't even have to be doing something crazy. You could just be like, Standing there. Smoking a joint or 
I read somebody tweeted me the other day, this cat fell asleep on the subway and had his feet on the chair. And got arrested. And got arrested. Yes, I've seen that. And, and so, and, it, and, the, and it's 81%, in New York City, it's 81% black and Hispanic getting picked up for that. Of course. And when I went to the rap, and I'm not snitching, but when I went to the rap genius party in Williamsburg with all white boys outside in the street smoking that gas. Yes. And I'm like, you motherfuckers look too comfortable. No worries. And no worries. Yeah. Like, they, they really are, like, it's crazy, B. It's real out here. It's, it's war. It's, it's, that's why I keep saying all we got is us. Like, we we got to do something. See, the thing that I learned in the last, and the thing that I realized, not learned, but the thing I realized is this. Constitution, first of all, America's a company. Yeah. It's not a country. It's a company. It's, a it's not a democracy. It's a capitalist. Mm. And yeah. the motherfucking Constitution, all these laws were written by slave masters. For the, share, the shareholders, basically. Shareholders who had no intention of letting go of any of their uh of any of their ways. Any of their stakes in a company. And when uh and when your man Lincoln amended shit, the thing people fail to realize, even in the constitution it says uh, like no one is a slave except for it says except for people who get arrested, um people that are convicted. Mm. So if you're in jail if you're convicted, basically you're, you're a slave, slave again. Slave. So it's modern slavery. Yeah. So slavery never disappeared. It was just restructured. It just morphed. You know what I'm saying? And and the shit keeps happening. Um, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, they recently shut down a bunch of schools in Philly. But they... but they Open prisons. Opened up, mm-hmm. what, $30 million fund for yeah. prisons. That's a new education. Are you kidding me? That's where you're putting the money. That's incredible. Yeah. So it's things like this that make... I can't sit back and rap about... Rap about good times all the time. Can't when talk this about shit is happening. How about a crib in your closet? You don't want to talk about that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And there's no no shots to to, to my dude because I love my dude's music. But who said that? Uh, two chains. He got a nice song called "He Got a Crib in His Closet," and and I fucks with two chains. <laughs> I do too, but <laughs> Jesus. But, but, no, mega mega this mega philosophy album. Like if you literally like this should, should could be taught in colleges, like high schools. But you know what I would love? I would love even if they broke down some of your lyrics, put them in fortune cookies, and, wow. and, and put them at the Chinese <laughs> Yo, restaurant. You better run with that idea. <laughs> yeah. wow. Mega like, cookies. Mega philosophy. Yo, mega you cookies. you and uh, large professor. Man. <laughs> no. I'm gonna try to break a book soon. Yeah, yeah. You, you definitely do need to do that. I'm man. gonna definitely you do definitely, that. Soon. Yo, we got two more songs, man. We got definitely got two more songs. This one is called Valuable Valuable Lessons. Oh, this is premium piece song right here valuable lessons again you came in singing this song today Pete. it's special it's valuable to you huh yeah. <laughs> listen internet's listen i speak valuable lessons so check this y'all Woo! shit mandolins <laughs> tell lp he did it man thank you yeah. i'm an extra pete Visit. During my time in prison, I realized my friendship isn't what I envisioned. 
and I'm tired of giving with no reciprocation. Thankfully, times are different. I pray for friends I lost, grateful to find religion. In my life, keeping it real is making right decisions. Loyalty has its toll, it costs nothing to mind your business. You can add it to the list of deepest lies I've written. I guess my higher vision comes from knowing sky's the limit. And I acquired wisdom from triumph and failure. Money can come and go, but valuable lessons are never bad investments, and they last forever. All these lessons that I learned only Emphatically, my blood circulates conscious. My family is blood that circulates gossip. My sister calls my cousin. My cousin calls his mom, but nobody calls me, and I'm the topic. Mm. Similar to what my aunt did to my father. Was consumed by drugs while she consumed vodka. I ain't feeling that. Hypocritical judgmental bullshit. The pot calling the kettle black. Should simmer down. One thing I never lack is food for thought. I just facts. The main cause crabs want to pull you back when you make it out because they lack potential to rise. It's clear to see the root of evil has affected my family tree. Can't bloom, resentment and greed are so deep. My grandmother was victim of thieves of her own kin, though we all sin. I call it how I see it. That's some cold shit. I forgive, but I won't forget. Siblings acting funny over money. I don't owe you shit. All these lessons that I learned only. Who's singing the hook, man? Jarrell Perry, brother from uh, California. That's that's great, man. You talking about something real personal? You talking about your family, man? This song is super super personal. Specifically, I don't want to get into it, but what what what, what happened? It was just shit that was happening in my life, and then uh, that I was seeing around me, and then um, I just said, "Fuck it, let me let y'all know how I feel." You know what I'm saying? So, you know, um, it gets deeper. Which premium people tell you about the third verse is a is a, is a, is a home run. And um, I just wanted to, I just wanted to be Marvin Gaye. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to speak. I just wanted my emotions to speak. Like um, I've never been afraid to show my vulnerable side of my music, and um, that's what I did. I wanted something that people could relate to, and and everybody goes through shit. And um, this this song has gotten a, a tremendous response from from the fans and from from listeners even before the album was released. This right. was one of the songs like valuable lessons that everybody kept talking about. So. It is what it is. Would your family respond? How they respond to this? I don't know if I'm being invited to too many cookouts, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I mean, I said I said my sister calls my cousin, my cousin calls mom, but nobody calls me, and I'm the topic. You're the topic. I played this shit for my sister though. One day I was in the car and I had the song playing. You know, uh, I did it on purpose. Right. And she's like, she, is she your older, younger sister? Yeah, older. All my oh, sisters okay. are older than okay. me, so I played it for her. The particular one I'm talking about, right and she. She was like, um, who you talking about? And I was like, you. <laughs> and she's like, no, nah, I didn't have it like that. I was like, oh, okay, okay. But, you know, it is what it is, you know. So it is what it is, you know what I'm saying? And um, when my aunt hears it, the, the, you know, like I said, uh, I basically was talking about like how my aunt, my father was going through his shit with, with drugs and my aunt used to always talk about him, and she used to talk about him around us. Mm. Like, and I don't. Now that I'm older, you know, when you're a kid, you don't know. You see shit different. When you're an adult, I'm like, wait a minute. My aunt was really talking about my father's on crack. 
to us, to his kids and his nephews, that's disrespectful. That's an adult conversation. We we not supposed to be in that, in on that. So and like, you're supposed to protect the kids and not paint mm-hmm, a mm-hmm. picture. Yeah. So yeah. So basically, that's why I said I ain't feeling that hypocritical, judgmental bullshit. The pot calling the kettle black. Because mm. my father, yeah, he was on drugs, but you, you drink vodka, incredibly. So it's, it's not. You can't drive. After, you can't drive intoxicated, so you can't. I mean, alcohol is a drug. You know what I'm saying? So that's his poison of choice, and you got your poison of choice. Mm. So it's like, but at the end of the day, that's your brother. That's your brother. Y'all got the same mother, the same father. Like that's your brother. Like, and that is one of the. Uh, that's another problem that I don't respect in our community, the black communities, how we bring each other down, or how families, like even with the kids, sometimes it's like. You rush the kids out. Are you 20 or you whatever your age? Hey, get out. Boom. You're in the streets. Like, don't. I would never do that to my kid. Let your kid bloom and stop. Like, stop closing our doors and shutting our doors on each other. Like, if you got a, somebody in your family that's fucked up, try to help them. And if they, and it, try to help them help themselves. Because right. they don't want to help themselves, then you just got to fall back. Right, right. But it's like a lot of a lot of families, they just close their eyes and they shut their ears to shit and let shit happen. Like, oh, he's fucked up out there. Oh, well, that's fucked up. And that's fucked up that 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 mentality exists. Because so if, if if your family's doing that, that the world the world gets colder after yeah. that. The world it's like you not living. You family's you, hot. Like family, I understand. Family situation is hot. Mm-hmm. Like family, you we all know family make you go crazy. Family, but family's you. hot. Yeah. Outside is cold. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. 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 Yeah, right. Outside is is ice cold, B. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I just. I just wanted to address that, and um, you know, we learn from. I learned from my mistakes as well as others, and I would never do that. I would never. I would never. You know, me and my fa- my father was on drugs. My father did shit that pissed me off when I was younger. You know what I'm saying? But now, you know what I'm saying? I, I've learned holding grudges. I don't hold grudges. Right. You know what I'm saying? I it's a weight. Hold, you said it earlier. It's a weight. It's a weight. It's a weight. Yeah. And um, me and my father have the great, great, great relationship right That's now. That's good, man. How's he doing right now? My father's chilling. My father, uh. Just recently had a bout with prostate cancer, and mm-hmm. uh, within the last uh, two years, um, he's doing well now. He, I, I don't want to say he beat it and jinx him, but right. he's doing well. Congratulations! And um, me and him have a great relationship right yeah. now. Like uh, my father was at my last few shows. Um, I brought him on stage. Um, you know, when when I go, a lot of times when I when I go do shows overseas, he watches my daughter. He stays in my house. Right. So obviously, he's not a crackhead or whatever. My aunt. He, he was he was going through something, and, exactly. and and once again, I leave him in my house. Yeah, I don't you know he could he could do what he wanted in my house, and right. I've never had nothing missing in my house. Yeah, you know so you know me and my dad is cool, and you're only gonna get one dad. Mm-hmm. So exactly, no, and, 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 and he heard the song too, and he he chuckled like Santa. <laughs> he was <spoke>. like, "Yes, <laughs> yes, man." <laughs> Yo, in that track, you also spoke about, you know, being away and, you know, people who didn't come visit or right. And I always speak about this to people who've been away, um, you know, but who were some of the people, could be industry, could be family, or who, that that surprised you while you were away? Like, people that just came to visit you or somebody that held you down. People that surprised me. Well, I didn't get a lot of it. I got a lot of visits from girls. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Not not saying I was a playboy or nothing, but but you got it in. We got we had young our, mega got it in. No, nah, no. Nah. <laughs> we 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 had a crew called Goodfellas, and we had a lot of females that was attached to our crew, and they was extremely loyal. They still are. Like they they was on a visit a lot, and I had some other girls come to see me, and then uh, my man uh, Black Ice from Queensbridge, he came to see me, but um, there was a lot of people that showed me different kind of support, like Nas, 
Nas sent me, wrote me a lot more than any industry person. Nas wrote me the most. Mm. Uh, he wanted to come, but when he was made ill mad, he didn't even think that shit was gonna take off like that. Cause back when we made rap, we just did it to rap for yeah. a sport and yeah. didn't figure out what we're gonna do next. So after that, he really couldn't because it was it was he had, he had, yeah he had a career yeah. So Marley Ma surprised me. Marley, my first uh, commissary. You know, you get a little. I got a hundred dollar commissary check one day. I was like, damn, because hundred dollars is a yeah, lot. Yeah, in jail. Oh, yeah. And that's from Molly Moss. So <laughs> I was Ma. the man. Niggas in jail, like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah, some, one of, the, some of those Will, William Perry uh, uh, honey buns. You know, buns, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so you get a hundred dollars, you, you good. good. So like, Molly sent me a hundred dollars one day. I, I wasn't expecting this shit. Just came. So, you know, um, nah, I was just writing me a lot. Um, who else? Not too many other rappers. They they were showing love, like shouting me out in songs or whatever, or or saying good shit about me, but. Not too many rappers um, came through, but I I didn't hold that against them. I, I just, uh, you know, I dealt with it. And um, when I came home, I I just I just said I'm gonna go for it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? You know what's crazy, man? Like to hear these rappers talk about you when you was away, man. You're hot. What kind of character was you on the streets before you went in for for these 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 legendary rappers to be talking about you in such a way? I got. Damn that every rapper you can name on shouted me out. And that's what made it like, who the fuck is Cormega? Like, yeah, like, what the fuck was not, you doing, Like, dude? Poet was like, rappers, Poet had a song, uh, I don't, I forgot the name of the song, um, Rappers are Lucky That My Man Cormega is Up North. And then Niles was like, what up with Cormega? Yeah, yeah. Then on Funk Master Flex Volume 1, Havoc was like, Mad Gun Play Like Mega. So it was like, <laughs> you know, on CNN, first time you hear Capone, like, word, they even had Mega. So it's like so much, so much love. From the from the hood, from the rappers, this shit was humbling. It, it, I felt good. I felt but, good. But were you a monster, B? Like, what, like for real? Bro. I was. I was. I don't know how to how to how you could describe me. I was like, um, I wasn't. I never abused power, but I had power. You know what I'm saying? And um, I was a game changer. Put it like that. If I if I had beef with you, you would know about it. And if I was cool with you, you knew about it. Like, um, you showing up at doorsteps, man. We've probably done that, and I say we because it was a definite collective effort. Right, right. Like I, I, I've done things on my own, but I had a crew that was that was official, and um, and I didn't look like I didn't look the part. Even Foxy used to be like, "Yo, you don't even look like that." Like you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, but is that those are the types to watch out for? Yo, like, like um, I had strength. I had a strength. I had strength. I never really bullied, but I had a strong. I had a strong team, you know what I'm saying? I had a strong team, but I did. I also did a lot of shit myself because I didn't want people to think that I was living up the strength of that right, team. So right. I had a lot of fucking respect. That's obvious. That's Mar- Marley Marr gave me the nickname the mayor. You know what I'm saying? I never, like, certain shit about me, like a lot As of- As a matter of fact, he spoke highly of you when he was on the show. Mm-hmm. I, he, he spoke highly of you. I didn't even you. know that. I yeah. didn't, I, like I told you, I've been out the loop. I'm going to check out all this. To check, please, please check out but, how many people talked about you on this show, man. It's humbling. Like I said, like Marley Marl's like the big bro. You know what I'm saying? But Marley, like Mega's the mayor. Because Marley seen some shit happen with a, when a big rapper was going to try to diss Queen's Bridge. And I had to call that rapper. He's very big. And uh, I'm not going to say nothing. But okay. Ask Marley about it. <laughs> but um, you'll be surprised, too. You'll be like, whoa. Marley's not going to tell me. You, okay. you, you can tell me after. I'm not going to say nothing. I ain't gonna say nothing either. Okay. I'm gonna give you a hint. You okay. know him. Yeah, that, uh, yeah, that don't I, help. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, I'll tell you off the air now. All right. Yeah. Yo, um, last record, man. This one, and I'm glad, I mean, at least I'm seeing this one 
on all of the blogs. You know what I'm saying? Like, you yeah, know, yeah. like, like, like cats are, I think, no, no, I don't think, I know cats are sleeping on this album. You think? It's fucked up. Like, I think, like, in terms of people, where we get our information Mainstream. From, mainstream. Okay. Mainstream blog sites. I mean, are they, are they playing your shit on the radio? Um, I'm getting, some, I'm starting to get added some, I think I'm getting, some blogs, some blogs are playing a song. I don't know how many blogs there are. I know Nat Wright. And two dope boys. I'm getting a lot of love from the block. I don't yeah. know which ones. Not right. And two dope boys stay pretty yeah, close they to stay, the street. They on yeah. the street. Yeah. I don't Can't know. I don't know. I, I saw this one on, on one of the biggest ones. Okay. And, and and I was like, yes, at least they had to rec- recognize this one. And this one is the. Of course, they had to recognize this one. This is the 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 industry cut, the Juice Crew remix with okay. uh, with Craig G, Master Ace, and, and, and Cool G Rap. Yes, sir. <laughs> Young little girls wanna holler still. Holler. And even though they underage, you don't care. They was there on that summer stage. And now they all want your autograph. This is wild, for you smile and you sort of laugh. Get in your Bentley, coupe, and you ride away. But understand there's a cost that you gotta pay. Make a list or you gotta kiss. And all your friends from the past, you got this. You can't be hanging with the same cast. Industry friends now, caught up in the game, black. Watching grown men hump the screen. White people laugh while we scuffle at award shows. Let them kill each other because it buys another rose. You know what's important instead of chasing Jordans? Making sure your artist has health insurance. Because take it from me, homeboy, you're a long way from home when you suffer broken bones in Norway. Fascinated from out of slum mode. The dominant culture, corporations robber like vultures. They're philosophers, they carbon the sculptures. We get the broken promises, momentary exposure. Grossing pictures and posters, far from what we supposed to. 
They keep their legends alive like it's yesterday. They forget our legends that only died yesterday. A real n- ain't switching sides, then they desecrate. Juice Crew. The Juice Crew. The Juice Crew. What made you get them? I told you early in the show, I love hip-hop. The Juice Crew is the most symbolic movement that I've ever seen. Like, if you take away the Juice the Juice Crew, you can't think of no other crew that came after the Juice Crew that wasn't influenced or inspired by them. Yeah, and, any- and, and I tell cats all the time, like, Juice Crew wasn't like any other crew because... Almost everybody on there was deadly. Yeah. yeah. Deadly. It's good to hear them, man. It's good to hear Coogee. Yeah. It's good to hear Craig G, man, and, and Master Ace. And how, 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 what was the approach, man? Were they, were they just like, fuck it, let's do it? It was love. Yeah. It was love. I mean, I know all of them. I don't know Master Ace as well as I know Kane. I mean, uh, Coogee rapping, uh, and especially Craig G. Craig G is my bro. Like, yeah. uh Every show, Craig G's at my shows and all of that. Like, it's my bro. So, Craig G, Craig G knocked his verse out in the studio. He was with me. He heard Industry, and I said, I want to do the remix. And then, sometimes your peers, you learn from your peers. Like, you like you do your blogs and, and your podcasts. Maybe you might be around somebody else that, that does a similar thing, and he's one of the guys that you respect. And he might do something a little different from you do it, and, he might, and you might grab something from like, hmm, okay, I like that. I was in the studio with Craig, and he heard industry, and he was like, niggas ain't ready for your album. He said that. He's like, niggas ain't ready. And I said, I think I'm going to remix it, so I'm going to put you on a remix. And then uh, he's like, cool. So I just played the beat for him. Craig wrote his rhyme in like 10 minutes. Sounds fresh. 10 minutes. Sounds so fresh right there. When he wrote his rhyme, that shit made me have to step my game up. Yeah. At, not as a writer, but with my writing technique. Yeah. i like, this nigga just wrote his shit right there i gotta stop taking so long with my rhymes yeah and have fun with it and you know what i'm saying like and be confident with it and yeah yeah so and you got another remix on the way i got another remix with um i did a remix with um me um sadat x lord jamar what? rock marciano and inspector deck inspector deck started off lovely killed it sean price was supposed to be on there but as usual my man price sean, take, you know takes so long he- so, uh, I'm gonna get him on something else. Right. Maybe I put, if I put him on it, it's gonna be mad people on it though. So I don't know, but he's definitely gonna be on one of the. Maybe remakes. he could be on the Mars three with two S's. He was. Yeah, I know he was supposed to be on the first joint. You know what? I would put him on a, on another Mars, but I I got a verse from um from Still mm. for for another Mars. Yeah. So maybe on the fourth one or something. You know, listening to this record, man, the the, the devil's advocate in me says, what do you say to people that that listen to this record and this. It's, it's 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 classic artists, it's veteran artists. What what do you say to the young cats to be like? Oh, them niggas is just mad. Niggas ain't popping no more. They not they 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 just mad about the. They wasn't saying that when they was on on top. What do you what do you say to cats that that challenge? If you they like say that? that about what about about this particular this remix oh, about the Juice Crew? Yeah, I'm gonna school them. I'll say yo. First of all, the average person you gotta gotta understand. One thing that I've observed, the average person on the internet talk shit really has nothing. Mm-hmm. Dudes be popping shit on the internet from their mother's apartment. Basement. Or, basement. No, no, basement. Basement. Yes. Or apartment. And <laughs> from, from somebody else's computer yeah. or at that. So if you say Craig G, 
say something about Craig G. I'm gonna I'm gonna say something. I'm gonna correct you immediately because for one, that's my man. For two, I know he do his numbers. You might not see him. Everything that you see ain't what it is. Or just because you don't see a dude, just because the dude is visible, is 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 the visible dude isn't as visible doesn't mean he's not doing his thing. Of course. The dudes at the record labels that make the millions off the artists, you never see them either. Yo, Craig G eats. He does mad shows. Master Ace, he's one of them artists he don't that, stop. that's barely ever around. He doesn't stop. Because he stay doing shows and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Coochie I seen rap. him do a show, the, the clothes in the South Park, and I was amazed. Yeah. Ace stay with classics, too. Yeah. Like you say, he's he an puts artist. Out, he put he, out he consistent, music. great music. And and it, and the first thing, I'll tell, first thing I'll tell anybody is, if you're going to hate on any of these artists, blame me. Because they didn't say, yeah, 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 yeah. They they got on a song because I asked them to. It's not like they was sitting around kicking cans saying fuck the industry. I asked them to get on, on a song. <laughs> I wanted to make a Juice Crew joint. Yeah. I wanted to give them some light. And it worked because this shit is everywhere. Yeah. So it wasn't, if anybody got something to say about this song, take me. At you. Condemn at you on me. Twitter. At you on Twitter, Con- right? Condemn me. Condemn yeah. me in person or whatever. Yeah. Because it was me. It wasn't well, they them. Won't do, they won't do it in person. Well, they won't, they won't say it on Twitter then. <laughs> Yo, man, listen, this album is crazy, man. Thank you, bro. I really enjoyed listening to this album. I really enjoyed listening to this album with you mm-hmm. and getting your firsthand perspective. How's it, how's it being received? It's being received um, better than I thought it would. I thought I would get a lot of... Um, I thought I would get a lot of... Um, I don't know. They always say what innovation is often met with resistance. Right. So when I started making songs like more... Or rise, and I start talking about songs that uplift my people, or or my the culture. You know, I, I expected uh, pushback. Exactly, right. I did not expect industry to be hot like it is. Right. Industry is like number one. I don't know about right now, but the other week it was number one on on grassroots college and grassroots radio. Nice, number one. Nice. Um, and the album was number thirty on um Billboard um. R&B hip hop chart. Nice. I definitely didn't expect that. Nice. So certain things that are happening with this project, I will be lying if I said I knew I did not expect. I expected people to be uh, whatever, or I expected to get that or resistance. Mega, me- mega conscious right now. Yeah, I expected to get resistance. And sometimes right. when you teach people, ain't trying to hate. Yeah. So I expected to get resistance, and I'm getting. Like I said, I'll show. You, I'll give you my phone. You could go through my my ads. It's a lot of thank yous, young artists, old veterans, women. Thank you. They're saying thank you. Um, this is a breath of fresh air. That's a consistent theme is, that I'm hearing. Is, but it is. Um, you got some people saying this. Uh, um, Jake Payne, he's a brilliant writer. He was like, yo, man. He's the first person that really stumbled me. He's like, Omega, I'm going to tell you right now, to me, this is like album of the year. Mm. Um, and then I'm getting like, you know, different people. Chuck D on Twitter telling people, yo, mega philosophy, buy that. Like stuff like that. It makes me like, wow. Like, you know what I'm saying? I already won. I won already. Yes, sir. If I sell one copy, but a stick, but I get this love that I got. You, you sold I more than one copy, though. All right. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? And, and hopefully more. after this episode, you'll sell more than, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I just, I just, I'm just happy that it's being received and embraced and that people are absorbing it mentally because that was my goal. Like, the basis of this album, Real Talk, if anybody ever thought I was a stupid motherfucker, you know different oh, no, now. no, no. But I never thought you was stupid. Not, but not, some people not, might have. And, 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 there are some who and did. And I got to thank you. I got to go back to this this incident where you corrected me, man. You taught me that on Twitter that 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 Gandhi, 
who I revered so much was a racist. And, and I revered him too. I was shocked. I had book. I bought a book of Gandhi quotes. His quotes were brilliant. I thought he was the epitome of peace. And then I found out I was like, wow. So I do my research. I do. I want you to do your research on Thomas Sankara okay. and tell me why he isn't as acknowledged as he as he should be. The reason he's not acknowledged as he should be because the world does not want people to see that. They're not ready for him. His process was effective. You when you just study Thomas Sankara and then hit me on hit me on DM or call me or whatever. No doubt. And then, and watch. You're gonna be blown away. No doubt. What's next for you, Mega? Remixes. Um I'm gonna plan out a, a, a thorough tour. Um another album. Um oh, this album's gonna be big for you overseas too. It's already big. This bit this one, this mega philosophy. I got calls already from overseas. I, I see what you're walking with too. You you, you know you <laughs> UK in the building. Yeah. Um, yeah. East Africa in the building, too. East Africa in the building. Yeah, Yo. Word, word. Mega, shit is cool. Mega, thank you, man. Like, like for real, man. Thank you. Thank you, you for I, having and, me, man. And Internet, if you listen to you know, if you listen to this episode, fuck with this album, man. This is my first time hearing it today when we're playing it right now. And this, like you said, man, it's album of the year. Like, easily, it's... I mean, I was messing with Pharaoh's album. I thought Pharaoh's album was another album that really brought out some artistry this year. Mm-hmm. But this is the same thing, like... And, like, I just can't thank you enough, man. The stuff you were saying about prison, about coming home, about everything, about family, it's, like you said, a breath of fresh air. So thank you for this, It's man. very enriching you, and refreshing and entertaining at the same time. Well, it's always good to see somebody who, you know, has been through different things in life and overcome them and, and, and continue to speak to, I mean, listen, like I told you before, your voice is so important, man, and, and you become a role model, not only for hip-hop, just for real life, like I said, you know, and, and to people who have been through shit, you know, to never give up. And, 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 and listen, you're appreciated, Meg. You're appreciated. Wait, 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 can they find this album on, on, on iTunes? This album is on Google Play. It's on iTunes, Amazon.com. Um, CDs are on back order. Okay. On back, and that's always good. That's always a good problem to have. Um, that means companies are st- there's constant demand for them. So right. it's on back order right now. So he's having a problem with CDs. They should be available. Um, Best Buy and all that. You can get it from the dot com. If you don't, if you go to the store and it's not there, order it. Yeah. But it's on all the digital outlets. And uh, we made cassettes available. There's CDs available and there's vinyl yes. available. And, and and this is all you. This is all independent, right? Yes, sir. What's the name of the company? The company I partnered with my man. It's a company called Slim Stab. But my company's called Aura. Okay. And uh, we're making it happen. Well, congratulations, man. Thank you, man. Internet, you know what it is, man. And you know what time it is, man. Dream those dreams and man up and live those dreams because a life without dreams is black and white and the universe flows in technicolor and surround sound. Blow! Mega philosophy in stores now. Get that. Cheer. Numenati! Internet, I want to talk about Hover. Hover is the best site to help you buy and manage domain names. If you want to secure or register a domain name, Hover will take care of the entire process for you. Hover also gives you a discount on your domain renewals, starting at just 10 domains and then going up in value from there. The idea is, the more domains you have in your account, the less you should have to pay to renew them. Basically, we're talking about a digital bargain. Combat Jack Show listeners, if you go to Hover.com, H-O-V-E-R.com, and type in the promo code POWERTHROUGH for your 10% discount, be the internet boss you've always wanted to be by going to Hover.com. This episode of the Combat Jack Show was produced by Jonathan Menner, executive produced by A. King and Chris Morrow, engineered by Samir Karan, and recorded in the Engine Room Audio Studio 
in downtown Manhattan. This is an official Loudspeakers Network's production.